team welcome along to the stream if you're regular you know the drill it's great to have you along but if you're new uh, it's great to have you here i'm just going to give you a quick rundown of what we do we share the gospel on the virtual streets using services like amigo and you get to be a fly on the wall and you can just sit and listen to us as we share with strangers about jesus um, if you're already a believer please be praying as we do that um, because it's only by the power of god um, that someone can be saved. So that would be really appreciated. But what else do we do? We also have a daily segment that will be coming later on where we'll be covering something in the Bible or, or common objections and just talk those things through. We're also uh, learning how to memorize verses of the Bible using songs, and that's a whole lot of fun. Um, none of us can sing very well. Well, some of us can, but I can't, and Ryan can't. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, yeah, so we're we're all gifted in different ways, but we all sort of hodge hodge along together in, in service of the Lord. So that will be fun for you to join us in. We also do trivia at the end, and um, Ryan, who's very gifted at answering questions, <laughs> will love to answer your questions. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, put your question in the comments with a cue at the start, and the mods will get that in place, ready for Ryan to answer. No need to ask it twice because they'll be answered in the order they are asked. Um, also, if you would like to message us directly, if you've got a more private question, feel free to do that on Instagram or uh, TikTok, needgod.net. Um, I think that covers it. Oh, Paul would like to say, come and do training. <laughs> He's in training at the moment, and we would love to show you how to do what we do here and have you join the team. Um, so please message us. Instagram or TikTok in regards to that. Um, apart from that, I'm going to welcome the team and we're going to get into it. It's a g'day from Glenn, who can't sing. G'day from Ryan. Hi from Carissa. Greetings in Christ from Paul. And Glenn, you sound really good singing, but it's not up to my standard. It's up to God and we're singing for his glory. Amen, Sister Harmony. That's why I do it, even though I know it's for God's glory. Yeah, and because I want to memorize these um, Bible verses. Do you know what? As I was driving home, taking my daughter home from work last night, she was driving, and one of the Ephesians 2, 8, 9 song was just starting to bubble up into my mind, and I was just going over it. So it's so powerful. So join us for that fun. All right, Harmony, you're going to be first up for sharing, so I'm going to pass it over to you for prayer. Thank you, Gwen. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for another day that you've given us to serve you. May we just continue on knowing that you provide the strength and everything we need. And Lord, even the salvation that we are in right now, um, like even though we're saved and everything like that, Lord, we, we know that you've provided our faith. You are the author and finisher and so we, may we just remember that even if someone doesn't come to believe that you are the author and finisher of faith. And so may we just remember that there's no chat in vain. And yeah, it's all for your glory. May it not be about us, but may you increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
All right, go team for the glory of God. All right, let's go. There you go. This is my favorite filter if you guys haven't noticed. <laughs> All right, let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. Hey, well, do you think you're able to have a vocal chat? Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, um, are you able to have a vocal chat? Because I'm trying to talk with someone about what happens after we die. Are you able to talk? Okay, well, maybe check out needgod.net because you don't know when you're going to die. This is really important. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome, my general. What is good? Hey. Uh, it's a lovely day. Would you agree? Where are you from? I'm from the U.S. Where are you from? I'm from uh, I'm from the Jamaica, you know. Oh, nice, nice. So Congwood, you know. What I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I have a question for you. Hello. What? Oh, hey. Yeah. My question is, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Nope. Oh, okay. Would you say you believe in God? I have a question for you. Whoa, lady. What you doing? I'm sorry? Yeah, what's the question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My question is, what do you think happens to us after we die? Hmm. Don't ask yourself that. Hmm? Well, I mean, what do you think? What do you think happens after life? Mm-hmm. After life is the answer. Well, do you believe that there's a creator for our universe? You'll be, you'll be born as a dog or some, or oh. another animal. Okay. Would you say um, you believe in God? Actually, actually, from heaven. That's why I'm telling you this. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? From heaven. That's why I'm telling you this. Okay. So you believe in you're God be then? Born. Since you you're apparently be reborn. You believe in God? Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you. That was interesting. Hey, can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? You get eaten by Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm, okay. I think we just die. Do you think that there's? I'm so. No. Hey, I have a question for you. What's up? What's up? Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Uh, I think that we go to heaven or hell. I agree. But would you say that based off of how you've lived, do you think you deserve to be rewarded by God or punished by him? Uh, that's a very good question. I have a question for you. What's your religion? Well, right now I'm not going into religions or anything. I'm just sticking off of logic. So logically, we know there's a creator for this uh, universe. Uh, you see, you see, when you think about it too much at one point, it really extravagates to the extra shows, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not no, listen, trying to go to extra you good life. Listen, hey, listen, you look like a freak. Karen, Karen, listen. You look like a freak. Listen, if you live a good life, you, you go to heaven. Do you think if you, you live could a have a serious chat? You go and if you, go, if you live a midlife, you go to your booty. Hey, I have a question for you. Anybody home? Okay. Well, I'm looking for a vocal chat. Do you think you're able to have a vocal chat? 
Hey, how are you doing? Are you a mom? I am not a mom. Nope. But I do have a question for you. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah? What do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Uh, no. Uh -huh. um, we get buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something else because it sounded like you were going to continue on. But would you say that you believe that there's a creator for our universe? No idea, sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, if you would look at the house that you're in, do you think that there had to be a builder for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just couldn't come out of nowhere, right? That's logically impossible. And so True. wouldn't that also apply to our universe? True. Yeah. And so since there is a creator that made the universe and everything, do you think that he'd care about how we live inside of his universe? Yeah. Yeah. And so based off of how you've lived, do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by the creator? Rewarded. What? Rewarded. Rewarded. Sorry. Uh, my R's <laughs> sound different. So sorry. Uh, yeah. And why would you say you deserve to be rewarded? Because I help all the people in public. Okay. Well, do you think that you've ever lied before? Well, I've definitely lied. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. And what about have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Yeah, once. Yeah, me too. More than once, but at least once. And so if God would just judge us on these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking a few of his laws? Innocent? Well, innocent would mean you've never broken a law ever. Um, guilty. Guilty, yeah. And so since we're guilty of committing crimes against the creator of this universe, would that look like we deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? Punished. Yeah. And so since he's eternal, his reward and punishment is eternal as well. And so would that punishment look like a place of heaven or hell? Heaven? If you get if you commit a serious crime here in society, do they give you tickets to like Disneyland or something? Oh hell. Yeah, it would look like a place like hell. Now I don't think you'd want to go there, right? No. No. And so since you're still alive, you can really think about how you could avoid this punishment. And so how do you think that you could avoid it? Be better. Okay. Does that work in society as well? You commit these five crimes and you decide, hey, you know what? Those were wrong. I'm just going to do good things. Do you think the police are going to ignore your crimes? No. No. And that would be the same thing with our creator as well. And so since that wouldn't work, what if someone would be willing to stand in your your place and take your hell punishment for you? If they do that, is okay. there any anything left for you to take? No. No. And so if you have no hell left to take, where would you be able to go then? Hell? Well, if you don't have to go to hell because there's no hell punishment left to take, what's the only place remaining for you to go? Heaven. Exactly. And so would you happen to know anybody that would be willing to take your hell punishment for you? Yeah. Who? My best mate. Has your best friend ever lied before? 
Yes. Yeah, and so just like us in the rest of the world, your best mate would have to avoid his or her own punishment, same as us. But did you know that even though we've made ourselves enemies to God, he actually made the way so that we could avoid our punishment and go to heaven? Do you know what he did? Oh, wow. No. Yeah, so he actually stepped down from his throne in heaven. He came to earth, made himself a man, but was still fully God. And while he lived here on earth, he did something we never could have done, which was he never broke his own law. By doing that, uh, he, he lived the perfect life deserving of heaven that we couldn't have lived. And do you know what he did with that perfect life that he lived? No. Yeah, he actually took his life and sacrificed it. And so wow. if Jesus takes your hell punishment as he's dying on the cross, how much hell is left for you to take if he's taking all of it? Not much. Yeah. Well, if he takes all of it, is there anything left? No. No. And so where would you be? Do... Go ahead. Sorry. How do you learn all this? Well, logic would point us to where we are, but history and um, yeah, just accounts of what people have seen for themselves. There's just so much evidence on what's been done. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus actually, he paid for this many years ago. He offers this to anybody as a free gift to take their hell punishment and to give them heaven as long as you're alive. Once you're dead, it's too late to receive this free gift. And so if Jesus isn't taking your hell punishment, who's left taking it for you? Someone. Well, it would be you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so... How you receive this free gift is you just trust that what Jesus did on the cross, that that's the only reason you go to heaven. And that's the only reason you wouldn't have to go to hell just because of what he's done. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. And so what would you, what would happen to you today if you would die not trusting in Jesus to do that for you? I don't know. Well, if you, if he's not taking your hell punishment, where are you going? Heaven. Well, he offers you heaven, but we if you don't trust in what he's done, you'd be left going to hell, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so since you don't know when you're going to die, when do you think you should start trusting in Jesus as your only reason for going to heaven? Now? Yeah. And I really hope you would. Let's say you do. And then after you trust in what Jesus has done, you go do five more sins and die. Do you think you'd go to heaven or hell? hell why hell let's have to find more things yeah and so does jesus only offer to die for just your past sin yeah he actually offers to die for all of your sin so wouldn't that also include your future sins as well yeah yeah and so what if you did 10 more sins after trusting in what jesus has done and then died would you go to heaven or hell hell why hell because he did 10 different things. Yeah, but how much of your sin was Jesus offering to die for again? Oh, yeah, heaven. heaven. Yeah, heaven. What if you do 100 more sins in this week and die? Hell. Why hell? Because he did 100 things. Well, how much of your sin did Jesus offer to die for again? Heaven. He, he offers to die for all of your sins. So you'd still go to heaven because Jesus died for every one of your sins, even the sins you'd do tomorrow. And so would you say that makes a little bit more sense? Yeah. Okay. 
let's test you out. What if you do a thousand more sins in these next two weeks? Heaven or hell? Uh, heaven. Heaven. You're right. You're right. I saw you struggling there. And so why would it be heaven? Because you did a thousand more things. Well, is it because you did a thousand more things? Wait, was doing a thousand more sins playing any part in us avoiding hell or going to heaven? No, I do. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> no, it's, no worries. You're doing great. What was the only reason we were able to avoid hell? Uh, because I was sinless. Why are you sinless now, in a way? Because I'm in heaven. <laughs> well, okay, so let's rewind a little bit. We deserve hell. What's the only reason we don't have to go to hell? For making up the sins. Who, who? Who makes up for our sins? Jesus. Jesus, and that's the main point here. So if Jesus takes uh, your hell punishment, there's nothing left for you to take. You get to go to heaven. Now, if you do five more sins and die, where would you go? Heaven. Why? Uh, hell. Oh, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you 100% sure that it would be heaven on what we've been saying? Yeah. Okay. And so why would you be going to heaven? Because you did five more sins. It's not because we did five more sins, because we're going to keep sinning, but it's because how much of our sin does Jesus offer to die for? Five. All of your sin. All, all so five. Let me, yeah, yeah. let me just say it to you, and you listen to me, and I'll, I'll hopefully it will make sense. So you're trusting today, let's say you're trusting today that Jesus is the only reason you get to go to heaven, the only reason you don't have to go to hell, then you do five more sins and die. You'd still go to heaven. Yeah. Because Jesus didn't just die for your past sin. He died for all of your sin, which also includes your future sins that you do tomorrow, five minutes from now, ten years from now. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Okay. So what if you do nine <laughs> more sins after trusting in what Jesus has done? Where would you go? Uh... You're doing good. You're doing good. Just think about it. Do you have Ever? to go to hell? No. No. Why do you not have to go to hell? I don't know which bit. <laughs> it's okay. You know what actually helps is this picture that I have. And this helps me all the time. So this is what our punishment looks like. We deserve hell. It's much worse than this. I can promise you that. And what's the only reason we can avoid our punishment? By going to hell? Uh, by going to heaven? Well, if some... But the thing is, we need to avoid our hell punishment. So how are we able to avoid that? By not doing the sins. We've already done the sins. We're already guilty. Remember? Yeah, I remember. Um, so, so what's the reason this hell punishment would disappear from us? Believing in Jesus. Well, is it our belief that's saving us? Or is it who we are believing in that is saving us? Who we are believing that is saving us. Exactly. And so what's the reason you get to avoid hell and go to heaven? I believe in who's saving us. Well, because Jesus took our hell punishment, right? Yes. Yeah. And so if you did five more sins after trusting in Jesus who dies for all of your sin, where would you go? Hell. Uh, heaven. 
Heaven, you're right. You're right. But why are you right? Because you're believing in the guy who's somewhere uh, who's believing on me. You're trusting, on the... you're trusting in Jesus to take your hell punishment for you? Yeah. Okay. Let's move a bit forward. Based off of what I've said, how sure do you think you could be from 1 to 100 or 0 to 100 that if you die right now that you go to heaven? Any idea? Uh, no. No? Okay. Well, what's the only reason you can go to heaven again? Uh, hey, you're doing you're doing really really well. Okay, so don't don't uh, stress so much. Um, I have no plans for the rest of the day, so we can work on this <laughs> over and over again if that's what if you'd be okay with that. But I really want to make sure you understand. And so, okay. what do we what do we deserve for breaking God's law? Punishment. Yeah. What, what is that punishment we deserve? To die. <laughs> well, not only to die. But what follows after death? Uh, hell. Uh, yeah, heaven. we deserve hell. And so do we yeah. have to go to hell? No. No, why not? Because you can go to heaven. How? By believing in the Jesus. About what? About us. About earth? About Oh, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. So what did Jesus do again? Uh, did all the sins. Undo well, he, all the sins. He, he died. He didn't sin. Remember? He lived the perfect life. And so Jesus died on the cross for what? Uh, for... Us, I don't know. Well, does he die for just ten percent of your sin or nineteen percent of your sin? All of the sin. All of your sin. So how much would that be? A hundred percent, spot on. And so if Jesus offers to die for a hundred percent of your sin, how sure do you think you could be that if you die you'd go to heaven? Hundred percent. Yeah, I'd say. And so what if someone came up to you today and they said, hey, I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Do you think they'd go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Why heaven? Because they're a good person. Well, is anybody a good person? No. No, you're right. And so who is this tr person trusting on as their only reason for going to heaven? Are they trusting only mm -hmm. in what Jesus did? Or are they trusting only in what they did? Only what Jesus did? They said, I'm going to heaven because oh, I'm a good what person. You did. They were trusting in themselves because they said they're a good person, not trusting in what Jesus did. And so if they're trusting in themselves, who's not taking their hell punishment for them? Jesus. You're right. Who's left taking their hell punishment? Them. Them, exactly. But what if someone came up to you today and they said, hey, I'm going to heaven for these two reasons. One, because Jesus died on the cross for all of my sin. But also, number two, 
because I go and I share the gospel. Do you think they go to heaven or hell? Um, heaven. Okay. Why do you think heaven? I don't know. I'm just saying. No, no, no. And that's a good guess. I mean, the good thing about you guessing is you have like two options, right? And so was this person trusting only in what Jesus did for their only reason to go to heaven? I think so. Well, they did mention Jesus, but did they only mention him? No. What else did they mention? Themselves. Yeah, they said Jesus, but they said also because I share the gospel. And so in a way, they're pointing their finger to Jesus, but they're also pointing their finger back at themselves too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so how much of our sin does Jesus offer to die for again? All. All of it. And that's how much percent? Hundred. Yeah. And so if Jesus offers to die for 100% of our sin... How much of our trust should be only in what he did? Um, hundreds. Yeah. And so if someone says I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross and also because I share the gospel, are they trusting 100% only in what Jesus did? Yeah. If they mention no. 50%. 50-50. Yeah. And so where are they going even though they mention Jesus? Hell? They are. Why? But I don't know. You do it. You got this. You got this. How much were they trusting in Jesus? 50-50. Yeah. So if they're not trusting in Jesus 100%, they're still going to hell even though they mentioned Jesus. They weren't only yeah. trusting in him. Would you say that makes sense? Yeah. So just remind me real quick. What is the only reason you could go to heaven if you died today? For believing in Jesus. About what? About hell. What about hell? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you're doing your sins wrong. Well, what? how does Jesus help us avoid our hell punishment? By taking it away from us. By taking it, not just away from us, but taking it for us. Taking it for us, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so let's say you die today and you stand before God. And what if he would say something really, really scary to you? Like, why should I not send you to hell right now? What do you think you'd say to him? Um, I don't know. You know. You know. Uh. Repeat what you just said so I can hear it. So just think about everything we've said so far. But if you would die today and stand before God, and if he said something scary to you, like, why should I not send you to hell right now? What do you think you'd say to him? Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's all you'd say to God if he'd look at you and say, why should I not send you to hell right now? I would say thank you. No, you don't want to say thank you. You oh. want to, What's the only reason you don't have to go to hell? Because of him. Him who? Jesus. Yeah, what about him? Taking it away from us. Yeah, and so if he would say, why should I not send you to hell right now? What would you specifically say? If you could just put it into words. 
God save us. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's willing to save you, but how? By taking it all off us. Exactly. And so if he would say, why should I not send you to hell right now? The only answer to give him is because of him taking it all of us. Yeah, because Jesus took our hell punishment for us. What if he would say uh, to you something like, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think he'd say then? Um, I don't know. Well, what's the only reason you get to go to heaven? If he says so. Well, how would he say so? Like, what's, what's the only... Go ahead, sorry. By telling you. Well, I mean... The only reason you don't have to go to hell is because of what? Because of Jesus. Yeah. And so that would be the same reason for why you'd be able to only go to heaven too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so if he would say, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say then? Uh, you got this. <laughs> it's the same question, just different destination. By Jesus telling you. Well, not telling you, but... Saying. What? Jesus saying. Well, is it what he was saying or telling, or was it, was it what he was doing? What he was doing. Exactly. And what did he do? Tell you you're not going to heaven. It's not about telling, although he would oh. be telling you you would be going, but what? Yeah. what's the reason he would be telling you? What did he do? He took all your sins. Yeah, he died on the cross. He took all your sins. He took your hell punishment. And so if God would say, why should I let you into heaven? Or why should I not send you to hell? There's only one reason. And what is that? On, what is that one reason? Taking all your sins. Who? Jesus. Spot on. Now, since Jesus dies for 100% of our sin, do we have to do good things to receive a free gift? No. No, because if we'd have to do things to get a free gift, would that be a free gift? No. No, exactly. That's like saying, hey, I will give you um, $20 if you go do my laundry, do my shopping, and wash my car. Is that a free gift then? No. no, that's more of a payment, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus, he offers to give you heaven as a free gift. You just need to receive that free gift by trusting what he's done. And so uh, what about getting baptized? Do you think you have to get baptized to go to heaven? No. You're right. Why do you think you'd want to get baptized or share the gospel or go to church if these things play zero part and you go into heaven? I don't know. Well, I mean, what if, like, let's say a fireman saves you from a burning bo building that you couldn't save yourself from. He risks his own life to pull you out safely. What would you want to do for that fireman who just saved you? Get gifted something. Yeah. You might want to just even thank him if you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe think a little bit more about what Jesus did. Not only did he die for the things that you've ever said, done, or thought from the beginning of your life to the end of your life, but he even offers you this reward that he deserves only.
And so don't you think you'd be a little bit more thankful for what Jesus has done? Yes. Yeah. And so what do you think you'd want to do with the rest of your life knowing that he did this for you? To thank him. Yeah. How are ways do you, do you think that you could thank him? Saying I thank you, giving him gifts, just uh, show you the fact that you're thankful. Yeah. And maybe even like going to church or reading your Bible or telling others, like I told you, yeah. like the reason I'm telling you this today is this is the gospel. This is the good news. And it's not that I'm doing this to go to heaven. I'm not doing that at all. But I'm just sharing yeah. this with you so because I'm thankful for this free gift that I want you to have this free gift, too. That's not mine to give. And I want you to be thankful yeah. and go tell others about this as well, because you're thankful. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say that you have a Bible at home? I think I do somewhere in the house. Okay. Do you know what kind it is? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a free Bible app I can share with you. You can just download it on your, your uh, phone or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when do you think is the last time you've read it? In school. So probably three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. Can you imagine not having anything to eat for like three years? Yeah, bad. You might be dead, right? <laughs> you might be literally yeah. just holding on to a stick. Um, but yeah. And so just like we need our physical food every day, we also need our spiritual food. For the Christian, that's our Bible. Do you think physically you could only eat like a breadcrumb a day and live off of that? No. No. And so spiritually as well, we don't want to just live off of a Bible verse only every day either. We really want to study that because that's how God talks to us. And so our Bible, our spiritual food, that's actually more important than our physical food. You'd actually want to put that as being more important than eating. And so I encourage you to read your Bible and start reading it if you can. Do you know where you start? Oh, sorry. I will do. That's awesome. Do you know where you'd start reading if you would open your Bible up today? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd encourage you to read the book of John just so you can be encouraged on what we've talked about so far. But I'm going to share this link with you. But don't click on okay. it. <laughs> How am I meant to use it? <laughs> Oh, well, don't click on it now. I mean, you might be able to screen capture it, but if you click on it, I might lose you. And I'm not, I, I wouldn't want to lose you because it's been such a great chat. Um, okay, I'll share it. Oh, well, I have a few more links to share with you. So maybe you can screen capture it in a bit. But um, okay. just real quick though. Um, so I said that there are things that you'd want to do because you're thankful for what Jesus has done. Not to get you into not to get you into heaven, but things you'd want to do because you're thankful you're going there. And so knowing that Jesus died for all of your sin, do you think that encourages you to keep sinning? No. No. But do you think you could stop sinning completely? No. No. And so we're not encouraged to keep sinning, but we can't stop sinning completely. And so as you move forward from today, you're going to be looking at sin differently. You're going to think to yourself, oh man, it was that one lie that was deserving of hell. Or it was me being angry that was deserving of hell. And Jesus took that punishment for me. So you're going to be starting to love your sin less. And you're going to be loving your Savior more. 
And so hopefully you'll remember that as well as you move forward. But yeah, would you say that you're going to church or anything? I have been, yeah. I've stopped it for like three, four years. Since I went to school, I haven't been going. Okay. Would you say that you're going to church now, though? Maybe. I mean, if I read the Bible a bit, then I probably would, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you would want to continue to read your Bible, but also find a solid church because God does want us to go together and meet up with people that are trusting in Jesus just so we can encourage each other and um, point out things that we're doing wrong sometimes. Cause sometimes, you know, I don't have it all together. I don't have it ever together, but you know, just having other people that will help you grow in your faith. But um, yeah. here's a really solid church link that would um, help you find a church in your area, hopefully. Um, but you just want to make sure that whatever church you go to, that they're teaching that the only way to heaven is just by what Jesus has done. And so, yeah, yeah, I encourage you to save that and look into that as well. But if you're even going to a church, I'm sorry. What was that? I will do. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Maybe I'll ask you this. Do you know anybody in your friends or your family that might say, Hey, I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Or maybe they say, hey, I'm going to heaven because Jesus, yeah, but also because I go to church. Do you know anybody that might say that? No. Well, it wouldn't hurt to ask because you'd be surprised. And so just going up to someone and saying, hey, why would God let someone into heaven? If they say anything besides what Jesus has done alone, where are they going to go? To heaven? Would it be to heaven? Hell. It would be to hell. Why? Because they said something about was that it? I don't know. No, you you, you got it. You sound kind of tired. Are you just waking up for the day or something? No, I'm literally 39 minutes past 12 at night. At, oh my. Well, um, I just pray that you'd really be thinking about this because this is the most important thing you could ever think about. But yeah, definitely. but yeah, if you do care about your friends and your family or anybody in general, you really do want to make sure they're trusting only in Jesus. Because if you didn't want to go to hell, would you want them to go to hell? No. No. So you want to make sure they're trusting only in what Jesus has done. But um, yeah, my name's Harmony. What, what's your name, by the way? Rudy. Rudy? Yeah. I love your name. I don't even know what it means, but I, I just love it. It's just so um, genuine. <laughs> but yeah, oh. Rudy, it's been nice meeting you. Would you say that you have like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Discord or anything? Yeah. Um, TikTok and Instagram. I'll, I'll link them down. Oh, I well, I just linked ours. So if you if you would reach out, you'd be able to see our videos, send us a message. Um, I didn't send the Discord link, but if you would go to just our website, you can just find all of our socials on there. But Rudy, um, if you have Discord, it would be so great to have you in there. Um, you'd be able to help. It would be able to help you grow in your faith in a way. But yeah, you definitely want to go to a solid church. Okay. Right. Sorry if I look and I'm just shattered. <laughs> You're stressed out. Shattered. What does that mean? 
tired. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Well, Rudy, God yeah. kept you alive tonight. I mean, I had a friend who died in her sleep, but he connected us out of 40,000 people. So as you put your head on your pillow tonight, just be thinking about how good God has been to you and just reflect on the things that we've spoken about. All right, Rudy? I will be. All right. See you in well, a bit. I'll, I'll make you on Instagram. All right. Sounds good. See you, Rudy. Bye. Bye. Oh, praise the Lord. That was an encouraging cut. Um, let's hit the encouragement. Then we're going to pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for that chat with Rudy. Lord, I pray that he was understanding. It did take a bit, but Lord, I just pray that it was really just hidden in his heart and that he was trusting only in you. And I look forward to this, the day that we'd just be standing before you. And Lord, I hope to see him there. And yeah, may that have been for your glory. And I leave him in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. That was awesome. Guys, join training, okay? Just saying. Sinners find eternal joy in the triumph of the wounds by our All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then we're gonna go. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I see Nicholas. I see Sinemi, two o eight. I see Queen Talia, or yeah, Talia. I see Noah. I see Misa. Um, and did I say Snooky? I see a Snooky, and I see the Zephyr and Carissa. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day so far. God is good. Oh, and I see Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Let's go. Hey. Oh. Hey, I have a question for you. All right. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? I don't know. Okay. Probably move to town in Pennsylvania. Ah, I don't know. I think I might want to come out to the Netherlands. But yeah, I hope you're having a wonderful day. So would you say you believe in God? No. Why not? Because. Well, what would a reason be for you to doubt that there's a builder for your building? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's logical to know that there is a creator for our universe, just as logical yeah. as it is to know that there's a... God, sorry. The Big Bang. Well, the Big Bang would still need to be someone to exist outside of it to make it because it all exists within time. Just like a builder needs to make a building, it doesn't just build itself, right? It's 2 a.m. I don't need this shit right well, now. Well, this is sorry. really important because you could die any moment and stand before your creator. Yeah. And so do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by him on how you've lived? I've lived amazing. My life's amazing. Have you ever lied before? Yes. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yes. Yeah, same here. And have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? No. Even if it was something small like someone else's food? No. Okay. Have you ever swore? No. Like said a bad word. I think I just heard you say one a bit ago. No. Okay. 
Have you always obeyed your parents? Yes. Wow. Well, you've at least lied, so we'll just stick to that. And so if the creator would just judge you on these things, are you innocent or guilty of breaking a few of his laws? Uh, innocent. Well, how would you be innocent? Uh, I don't know. To be, I'd be innocent. To be innocent, though, that would mean you've never broken any law ever in your whole entire life. Guilty I've mean never broken any law in my entire life. Unless you were just lying to me and said you didn't lie, you have broken at least one law. And so since we've committed crimes against the creator of this universe. I've committed crimes. I'm sorry? I've committed child molestation. Well, we're not trying to talk on that. Even just one lie is a crime against the creator. And so that punishment that we deserve from him would be eternal. And so would that, right. look, would no. that look like heaven or hell? Uh, I know it's scary, but this is very important. It's not scary. It's it, not scary. it actually is scary because you don't well, seem like you want to talk about this. But since we deserve hell. I want to talk about this because it's 2 a.m. and this is pointless. Well, well, you, it isn't pointless because you could die in your sleep. So you really want to make sure that you're understanding what I'm trying to talk with you about. You're older than I am, so I think it's going to be you. That no, anybody can die anytime, whatever age you are. Yeah. Okay. And so since we deserve hell, how do you think that we can avoid it since we haven't died yet? Uh, not being like you. Well, we already are like us. We we failed. We deserve hell. You're being really annoying right now. I'm sorry. Well, what if someone was willing to stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you, though? If they do that and take all of it, is there anything left for you to take? What do you mean? So it's kind of like a speeding fine. If you would go way past the speed limit, you'd get a ticket, and the judge says, hey, you better... I believe in God. Okay. And so how do you think that you can avoid his punishment? Uh, be the best person. I, I love God. But we've, we've already failed, though. We deserve to be punished. So just loving God won't take away the punishment. That, that doesn't mean anything. That's like standing before a judge deserving a penalty and you're saying, I love you, judge. I love you. That's not going to take away your punishment. Yes, it is. It actually won't. And so did you know that even though we've made ourselves enemies to God, he actually made the way so that we could avoid our punishment and go to heaven? Do you know what he did? No. Yeah. So God actually stepped down from his throne in heaven, came to earth, made himself a man, but was still fully God. And while he was here, he did something that you and I and nobody could have done, which was he lived the perfect life deserving of heaven. He never broke his own law. And so if Jesus takes your hell punishment for you, how much hell is left for you to take? Uh, nothing. Yeah. And so where do you get to go if there's no hell left for you to take? I don't know. Well, if there's no hell left for you to take. You get to go to heaven, right? Okay. Yeah. So why do you get to go to heaven again? Because Jesus took my hell. Yeah. And so this is something he offers to you as long as you're alive as a free gift. But if you wouldn't receive this gift from him, who's left taking your hell punishment if he isn't? My dog. No, your dog thankfully wouldn't have to take a punishment because he doesn't have a soul like us. He or she, sorry. She. I just, I know, I, I understand. That's why I said he or she. And so your dog wouldn't take your punishment. You would be like, I believe in God. What more do you want? 
I'm sorry? I believe in God now. Well, you believing in God is good, but we need to talk about you avoiding. You know, you interrupting me like this isn't going to help you get rid of the reality that you're going to stand before God. Saying you love God isn't going to take away your punishment. I'm sorry. It's hard to hear you while I'm talking. So go ahead and say what you're saying. I'm not going to stand in front of God at the end. When I'm there. You will because it's his universe and he, everybody will give an account. He's not real. He is real. There's, no, he is not. There's so much evidence that there's a creator. Yeah. One set of proof. Uh, proof proof enough is the fact. Uh, well, let me just ask you. What is proof that you have parents? If I would just look at you right now, how would I know that you had parents? What do you mean? Wouldn't you be enough evidence that you had parents? I didn't have to see both of your parents to know they existed at one point in your life because you exist, right? Yes. And that's the same thing with our universe. We wouldn't be here unless there was someone to have made us. And the person oh. who made us needs to be all-knowing, all-powerful, outside of time and space to have made us. And this so is what you dedicate your life for? Yeah, because I care about you, man. I don't want to see you go to hell. Even though you may not believe in it, that's where you would be heading if you're not having Jesus. in front of me saying, you're going to heaven or hell. Wait, one more time? God is not going to say you're going to hell. Well, he would send you directly there. But yeah, you would have to stand before him and he would send you there. Yeah. And so we all deserve <sighs> hell. That's the problem. But there's good news is not everybody. What do you, go want, there. I'm what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I'm not trying to get you to do anything. I'm just trying to reason with you that you're going to die and stand before your creator. And so, so I already told you about what Jesus has done. He offers this okay. to you as a free gift as long as you're alive. Once you're dead, it's too late to receive this gift. And so you'd be left taking your punishment. And so what you need to do to receive this free gift is just trust that what Jesus did on the cross, that that's the only reason you go to heaven. And that's the only reason you don't have to go to hell. Does that make sense? So I pretty much have to believe in God to get this. Nope. Believing in God is one thing, but trusting in Jesus is your only reason for going to heaven is another the only reason you'd be avoiding hell as well. And so you can't just say, oh, I believe that there's there's God. Because that's just like saying, oh, I committed these five crimes, but I believe that there's a judge. That It's good that you know that there's a God. It's good that you'd know that there's a judge. But that doesn't take away the punishment that you deserve. You need someone who would do that for you. And, that, and Jesus is willing to. But if you would die today not trusting in him to do that for you, you're left taking your... Jesus is real. Tell me. You already know that there's already enough evidence that Jesus is real. There's so many historical accounts. Historical accounts? Yeah. There's historical accounts. Hist history is good. That's how we know that Alexander the Great existed or Christopher Columbus. or history class that teaches about Jesus. Well... Religion has been banned in most places, but historically they would teach about Jesus if they go back that far. Christopher Columbus is kind of further off, but they at least would teach about Alexander the Great and people that existed like after his time and stuff. But we don't need to go down that. That's a rabbit trail, but there is enough history if you would look for it yourself to know that. What do you want me to do? I'm not trying to get you to do anything. I don't know why you think that I'm trying to like force you to do anything. You're free to go, but I'm just trying to reason with you.
that if you would die today not trusting in Jesus, you're left taking your hell punishment because Jesus isn't. He offers to do it for you. Just let me trust in you. What? Done. I, I just trust Jesus. I think you're just trying to say that to get rid of me. But let's let's continue on. Let's say if no. you would trust in what Jesus has done, but do five no. more sins and die. Do you think you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Why heaven? Because I'm amazing. It's not based off of you. God's going to be judging you next to his standard, not your standard. And so you have to be perfect to go to heaven or you have to be uh, forgiven to go to heaven. And so that's only through what Jesus has done. It's not working. Can you skip? I'm not trying to skip you. I'm trying to reason with you. I want you to because my skip on is not working. Well, praise the Lord. That's awesome. And so I'm not trying to make you feel like a hostage or anything, but this, this is really important. I can really just close important. the tab. works as well. Huh? I can just close the tab. Well, I don't think you want to. I mean, you might sound I like definitely. It, but yeah. Okay. And okay. Oh no, that's sad. Um, let's pray for that kid. That would have been cool if he couldn't have left. But yeah, you can't. There's only so much reasoning you can do. That oh. was a good Halloween. Hey, I was gonna say I got that? to hear that last part. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> he claims his skip button was broken. <laughs> but um, yeah, he didn't want to It's the thing. Like, if you want to hang around, then you're going to hear more of the gospel. Like, he's got the option of leaving if he wants. To. <laughs> yeah, he kept saying, "What do you want me to do?" I'm like, "I'm not trying to get you to do anything. I'm just yeah. trying to reason with you." But uh, yeah, praise fun. the Lord. Do you want to pray for him? Yes, thank you, uh, dear Father in heaven. We pray for that kid in the the Netherlands, and Lord, I pray that he would really just be thinking about what we spoke about, and Lord, may he just be humbled. I know that he probably didn't want to talk about this, but Lord, I can't wait to see what would happen just from the result of this conversation. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. Hi, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Hey, thanks for that harmony. Great that you could share those chats. I want to say a welcome to everyone who's in the, the YouTube live right now. I want to say g'day to Aaron, Misa, Fruit Loops, Nicholas, Clarence. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Carissa, Sanuki, Se Seven Second, Isaac. Who else? Got, others have said hi, and um, Noah's there. Sanemi. Good to see you guys. If you haven't said hi in a while, well, make sure you do. Let's uh, get into some of your questions. Nice. Also, Brianna's there, Jaron, Austin, Queen Talia. Lo lovely that you guys are all here. So cool that we get to hang out with each other. Now, we're going to see who got the throne today. Also welcome this who said hi too. Now the throne, what is that you might say? The throne is who got the first question in. It's a tough competition usually between Carissa, Colso, a Dragon, a few others who get in there quite regularly. Okay, now today who got the throne? It was Carissa again. Carissa, is that two days in a row? Maybe three days? Ooh, well done. Her question is this. <laughs> What is Jesus talking about in Luke 10, 18? 
Um, she said, it would make sense he's talking about when Satan was kicked out of heaven, but in the context, it seems sort of random. All right, you ready for this? I'm going to put the verse on the screen so you guys can see what she's asking about. It says, Luke 10, 18, And he said to them, I saw fate, Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, what this is, the context of this is that the disciples have just come back after kind of casting out demons and healing sick people when Jesus sent them out to preach. And they're like, Jesus, did you know that even the demons are subject to us in your name? And Jesus says that very line, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So there's two possible explanations of why Jesus says that. One is he's saying, well, of course, if I've, if Satan's being kicked out of heaven, of course you as my disciples will be able to do the things that you did. You know, even casting out demons and so on, because I, Jesus, has given you the power to do that. That could be what he's talking about there. Well, the second thing he could be talking about is maybe the disciples were becoming a bit proud about their accomplishments. And so Jesus is reminding them, hold up, disciples, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Why did he fall? Because of his pride, remember that? And so make sure you don't become puffed up and proud. So either one of those interpretations makes sense. Next question from Carissa. What does Jesus mean in John, uh, Luke 10, 42, when it says, this is about Mary and Martha. You know how Martha was serving a lot and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus learning. And Martha's like, hey, tell Mary to help me out in the kitchen. And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you're always anxious about worldly things. But one thing is necessary and Mary has chosen the good portion. And that's not going to be taken away from her. What's the good portion? Sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning from him. Sometimes a person can be so distracted in caring for people in the world, people in society, keep caring for serving in different ways that they neglect listening to Jesus. Too busy serving that they don't want to read their Bible in a day. Serving is important. Serving is good. Jesus wants us to. But it shouldn't be at the neglect of listening to Jesus, reading the Bible each day to learn from him there. All right, Neo's asked this. Was Jesus a brown man with dark brown hair and eyes? He was a Middle Eastern man, so chances are he would have had brown skin and looked what a Middle Eastern person looks like. But we don't really know to definitive degree what his eye color was, how high he was, all those sort of things, what exact shade of skin color he had, because it doesn't really matter, because skin color doesn't mean much at all, because we're all just human beings made in God's image, right? And therefore, those paintings or portraits you might see of Jesus, they're not actually paintings of Jesus. They're someone who lived much later who just made up a drawing of Jesus, but it's not actually what Jesus looked like. We don't know what he looked like. I think that's intentional so that we wouldn't be making pictures of him and be kind of reverencing these pictures. Next question from Neo. Hey, Ryan, what's your opinion on how biblically accurate is the passion of the Christ or the chosen? 
it's been a long time since I've seen The Passion of the Christ. I saw that, what, maybe 15 to 20 years ago. So it's been a long time. I do remember there's one scene in there that was really unbiblical, though. Is when Satan was like being was like a was like a little baby being held, like this creepy little baby who was representing Satan. I knew that was not biblical, but Passion of the Christ did portray the crucifixion in very graphic detail, and it just showed a glimpse of what Jesus went through. One thing I wish that they did include in that movie was the resurrection and even the whole point of why Jesus died on the cross. Yes, he died on the cross, but what was the whole point of it? The gospel ought to have been preached. It would be my suggestion in it. Uh, what's my thoughts on The Chosen? I haven't watched it. I've only watched a few small scenes here and there, and the scenes I've watched are of things that are not actually in the Bible. For example, there was a scene of like Mary, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, having a big conversation with Nicodemus, which is which never happened anywhere in the entire Bible, and that's why I've chosen not to watch The Chosen because I don't want it to cloud my understanding of what actually is in the Bible. Quandale's asked this: In heaven, can I touch and feel God? Can I shake God's hand? We're not sure. That's a question you'll be able to figure out once you're there. But Jesus will have his, he's still got his physical body, glorified physical body. And so you're going to be with him. He's going to be physically there. And I assume that the Father would also have some sort of physical form because it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It says that in the Beatitudes. But for more specifics about our interactions with God, whether we can shake his hand, things like that, we'll wait till heaven to find out the answer to that. But that's the best thing about heaven, is actually being with God and enjoying his company forever. Zach has asked the next question. Is it true that those who are Christians, because they are scared of hell and not out of love for God, will go to hell? No, that is not true. Whoever's telling you that probably doesn't even know the gospel. Because you don't go to heaven by having a love for God. That's salvation by your works. Jesus summarized the law of the Old Testament, that love your neighbor and love God first and love your neighbor. That's the summary of the law. If someone's saying that that's how you get to heaven by having love for God, they're telling you that you get to heaven by keeping the law, which is not what the Bible says. Why should someone come to Christ? To flee from the wrath that is to come. They should come to realize they've offended a holy God, that they deserve his eternal judgment, and they should come to him for mercy, trusting what Christ has done to save. And so therefore, come to him out of the fear of hell it makes perfect sense. But once you do trust in Christ, you no longer have to fear hell anymore because you know you're not going to hell if you're trusting in Jesus. And so you now have a love for Christ. But that's not what's getting you to heaven. It's just a result of the fact that you are saved. I usually give this analogy to make it really clear. If you're sick, you go down to the doctor. The doctor gives you some medicine to heal you of your sickness. Can someone say, why did you go to the doctor? Did you just go to the doctor because you were sick? Was that the only reason you went to the doctor? The answer is, yeah. 
exactly because that's why the doctor exists and that's exactly why we go to the great doctor jesus christ we come to him for forgiveness of our sins why because we know that we deserve his eternal punishment and so that's why it says kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way it says in the beginning of psalms so yes come to christ now so that he doesn't have to unleash his judgment upon you forever isaac has asked the next one hey ryan since i heard you explain this correct gospel my desires have changed since but like i didn't really have a choice if that makes sense would this be referring to irresistible grace <laughs> praise god isaac i'm excited irresistible grace is the concept that god draws and changes a person's heart to make them willing to believe the gospel so in that sense his grace is irresistible if god wa- if god wants to save somebody he'll save that person and he'll make sure that they do believe in christ and so he'll change their heart change their desires so they do believe the gospel your chain and so that's the change of desire that happened in terms of believing the gospel in terms of your change of desires for holiness and not sinning and things like that that would also be from god we'd call that sanctification but yeah you'd give god the credit even for that too carissa's asked what are some preachers or pastors you've heard teach repentance accurately um i don't really keep a list of that um in my head a lot of preachers are unclear but there are some ones that are are clear as well I just can't really think off the top of my head for you there, Carissa. Uh, This one from Venus. A lot of people are saying Paul, some people are saying that Paul is false, but Christianity is Paul's gospel, that Jesus taught keeping his commandments. What do you say about that? I would say those people haven't really read much of the Bible for themselves, because if they read through the Bible, they would see that Jesus himself affirms the apostle Paul as being an apostle sent by Jesus Christ. So therefore, if they don't like Paul, that means they mustn't like Jesus. Because Jesus affirms Paul as being an apostle writing down scripture. Even Peter himself affirms Paul's writing the scripture. These people who try and say, I don't like Paul, actually don't like Jesus at all. Because Jesus himself affirmed the same gospel that Paul preached. That we're saved by grace through faith not by works even read a very classic verse john 3 16 jesus christ himself says for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life jesus didn't teach keeping the commandments gets you to heaven instead he was talking about when he brought when he talked about the commandments he was using that to bring the knowledge of sin the exact scene the apostle paul talked about not to save you, but to make you realize you haven't kept the commandments. That you might come to Christ for mercy by trusting in him. In fact, these people who make these claims that it's a different gospel that Paul preached compared to Jesus, they haven't even read the Old Testament then. The Old Testament doesn't teach salvation by obedience. Read Genesis 15:6. How was Abraham declared righteous? By obedience? Nope, not at all. It says in Genesis 15, verse 6, that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. didn't say Abraham obeyed God or did enough commandments. He believed 
and God credited it to him as righteousness. Next question from Noah. Do Jews call the Old Testament the Torah? If so, how come Christians don't call the Old Testament Torah or are the Old Testament and Torah different? They are different. So the Torah is only usually referring to the first five books of the Old Testament. All right. So the Torah only refers to the first five books of the Old Testament because Torah means law, the law. And so the first five books of the Old Testament are the laws that God gave for Israel back then. Now, the Jews call their scripture the Tanakh. Tanakh. What is that? Well, it's made up of three different parts. T stands for Torah. Tanakh, Torah. And then it's got Tanakh, the Navim, and the Ketavim. The Navim is prophets. It's a Hebrew word means prophets. And Netavim or Ketavim means writings. So they have three sections part of their um, their Bible called the Tanakh, which is what in our Old Testament. And we can see that in our Old Testament as well, that we, there are the law, the first five books, there's the prophets' writings, and there's, and there's also the other writings like Psalms and things like that. But the Jewish scriptures are exactly our Old Testament scriptures. Same amount of books. And as we talked about the other day, the Apocrypha was not part of the Jewish scriptures, and therefore it shouldn't be part of our scriptures. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church only added that in in the 1500s at the Council of Trent, 1546. Yet, And they added it into their Old Testament. They didn't add it into the New Testament. They added it into the Old Testament. And yet the Old Testament that the Jewish community accepted did not contain the Apocrypha, and that's why we shouldn't either contain it. Next question from Zach. Can you explain the role of each person of the trinity now we are only given a small amount of information about this there is more information we're going to, have to find out in heaven about all the things that each person of the godhead do but at least we see the father draws people to the son the father elects he draws people to the son the son Obviously, pays for their sins, dies on the cross for them, grants you grants them his righteousness, all those sort of things, and it's interceding then between us and the Father on our behalf, and then the Holy Spirit is sanctifying us, changing our will, sanctifying us, making us more like Christ, and empowering us to do the good deeds that God wants us to do here on this earth. Next one from Venus. What does it mean to walk in the spirit versus walking in the flesh? Walking in the spirit simply means living in accordance with how scripture wants you to walk. Because the spirit, Holy Spirit, has inspired a book called the Bible. And so if you walk by the spirit, it means you're following whatever the Bible tells you want, what to do and act. As opposed to walking by the flesh is just following whatever your flesh wants. Flesh wants this, flesh wants that. And usually what it wants is sinful things. And so we're going to say no to the flesh and say yes to God. Say no to your flesh and say yes to God. All right, the squad has got the next one. Is it okay to tell somebody that what they're doing is a sin? Yes, but do it in a loving way, not in like you're being, you know, just accusative, but actually ask them, hey, do you think it's good to be doing this? Get them to realize their fault in a gentle way and that'll be good. 
Beanies asked, is Jesus just God representing himself as human? No, he is fully God and fully man. Not half God, but fully God, fully man. God dwelling in a human body. God the Son dwelling in a human body. Brianna's asked, hi, good evening. I follow Christ. Good on you, Brianna. Good to have you here. And I want to be more of a faithful servant. I love and trust him, but I worry a lot. How can I place more faith in him? It says in Romans 10, verse 17, that faith comes by what? Hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And so therefore, how do you grow in faith? Also by hearing. That's why we do these streams. Because you get to hear God's word being explained and preached and, and talk to others. And that can help you grow your faith. Also, you grow your faith by reading your Bible, sharing the gospel, praying, being part of a good local church, and just seeking to obey God. And stay faithful to him despite the trials and tribulations you might face in this life will help you to trust him more and grow you in your faith. Look at God's track record. His track record is flawless, and so you can trust him. When he says that something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Now, he hasn't promised you an easy life here. We can have persecution, suffering, hard times. But what he has promised you is eternal life in heaven. And to now live for Christ and to obey him and serve him, even if you no one else is, is better for you, God says. And better in a way that you can glorify God and God can be pleased with how you live. So don't just be content with keeping up with the Joneses. Instead, seek to imitate Christ and even imitate other believers as far as they imitate Christ. This one from Sanemi or Sanemi. Did the people who drowned in the flood during Noah's day go to hell when they died? Yes, it appears so, because none of them had faith. If they had faith, they would have heard Noah's beckoning to come onto the ark for salvation, but they actively refused. And so therefore, they would have gone to hell. But only Noah and his family believed what Noah was preaching. Nicholas has asked, what is apologetics? I hear that term being used around the place when it comes to defending Christianity. Yes, apologetics doesn't mean you're making an apology, like I'm sorry or anything like that. Instead, apologetics is making a defense of the Christian faith. It's giving a reason for the hope that's in us. And so when someone brings up an objection against Christianity, your response you could class as apologetics, giving a defense against that objection that someone has raised. So that's what the term means. So apologetics are useful. You'll see us use apologetics in our chats, but it's not the power of God for salvation in apologetics. It's the gospel. So use apologetics to then go back to the gospel because that is the message that saves people. Brianna has also asked, I feel convicted every time I do something not worthy in the eyes of God. If I slip back into the same sin, but I'm trying to get out of it, will God be upset with me? Every time you sin, I think you can grieve God, right? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit, it says. But that doesn't make, make you lose your salvation. Your salvation is secure because Christ pays for all of your past and future sins. But it's true. We don't want to displease God. We love him. He died for us. 
And so that should motivate you to try and avoid that sin. But know that even if you sinned again today, and it might be a repetitive sin that you've done quite a lot, lot of times in your life, God doesn't look at you any differently in terms of your justification. He still sees you as in right standing before him because he sees you through the lens of Jesus. And he knows that even that last sin you did has already been paid for by him. But at the same time, we don't want to sin because that does displease God. Okay, this one from Senemi. How do we pray according to the Bible? Imagine if you had a direct line to the president or the prime minister of your country. You'd be like, whoa, that'd be a privilege, right? You'd be like, hey, hey, how you doing? That'd be amazing, right? We have a direct line to someone even greater. The God of the universe who loves us and loves to hear from you. And so how come we don't often pray enough? We should be praying all the time. And God can change whatever circumstances there are in your life. Now, you can pray out loud or you can pray in your head. Either way, God hears you. You don't have to pray for half an hour. You can pray short prayers or long prayers. It's up to you. But it's good to pray regularly. And this is what your prayers should contain. Four things. Prayer should, your prayer should contain adoration to God, where you're worshipping God for who he is. Right? Just like the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Worship be to your name. Second, confession of sin. Confess your sin to God. Thank him that Christ has already paid for all the sins that you've done, even the sins you've done recently. T, thanksgiving. It should con your prayer should contain a lot of thankfulness to God for what he's already given to you. And S stands for supplication. That is that you're bringing your request to God. What are you asking him for? You bring your request to him. And that's good. Whatever is on your mind, bring it to God. Pour out your heart to him. You don't have to do a set prayer. You can pray whatever's on your heart. But those four key points stands for ACTS. A-C-T-S, ACTS. The helpful acronym to remember there. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. It'd be good to include those things in your prayer. My friends, God has an open ear to your prayers if you're trusting in Christ. Make the most of that opportunity to speak to the creator of the universe who's all-powerful. All right, this one from also Senemi. Is it a sin to call atheists who hate God? Is it a sin to call them stupid? Yeah, don't be mocking any of God's creations because by doing that, you're mocking God himself. Plus, the Bible says, it does say the fool has said in his heart there is no God, right? It's foolish for someone to reject God. But let's not be laying insults into a person who is one of God's creations. Dragon has asked, when reading through the book of John, I read the Bible every day and I found it interesting. After I finished, I started reading Acts, and I don't find that interesting and confusing. Should I move it on to another? Okay. I don't know why you don't find Acts interesting. Acts is awesome because you get to see how God used this early church to go and preach the gospel. You see Paul being beaten up here, you know, Stephen being stoned there. You see all these other things going on. You're like, wow, this is an action-packed book. But just discipline yourself, Dragon. Get into it. Honestly, Acts only has 28 chapters, so you'll be able to get through that in no time. Get through it, and then it won't be long before you're on to Romans. 
and Romans is a really theological book, which I think you might like, goes over the gospel well and also goes into talking about practical living. Fruit Loops has asked, how did Jesus look like before he had a human body? He didn't have a physical form, so you wouldn't have said, what does he look like if he has no physical form? He's spirit, just like what does God the Father look like? He's spirit. What does the Holy Spirit look like? He's spirit. And spirit doesn't have a physical form. Uh, Lennon has asked, are there any certain foods? I'll read that again. Are there certain foods that Christians are not allowed to eat? Now, there were certain foods that the Jewish people were not allowed to eat in the Old Testament, in the Bible. It says they couldn't eat shellfish, pork, bats even. They couldn't eat. Now, those laws were for only for Israel, not for the other nations. And we actually see Jesus comes along in Mark chapter 7, and he says it's not what goes into your body that makes you unclean. It's what comes out of your body that makes you unclean. And thus he declared all foods to be clean. And so now you can eat pork. Now you can eat bacon, shellfish, and any other foods that you want to eat because the Old Testament law is not applicable. It's being fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says the same idea in Romans 14, 14, when he says that all, there is nothing unclean in itself. No foods are unclean in itself. So therefore, don't let anyone insist, oh, you can't eat that food. That The Bible says that is a doctrine of demons in Timothy, where they say that you can't eat certain foods that God has created to give to you. So don't listen to those people who say that you can't eat certain foods. All foods, as Jesus said, are now clean. Mark 7, verse 19. Natalie has asked, is listening to music lyrics that use God's name in vain a sin? Mm. It would be sinful for the person who is saying it. Just like if you're listening, if you've got a song that's got a bit of swear words in it, it's a sin for that person who's swearing in that song. But it also is tempting you to sin yourself. You might say, I would never say those things. Really? What you listen to is what you generally say. I gave the example yesterday. If you move to a new country, if you move to Australia, won't be long before you're saying, G'day, mate. All right? Are you keen for a, to put a, uh, a shrimp on the barbie? That You're going to be saying that in no time because what you listen to is what you say. And so if you're listening to swearing, if you're listening to songs that have all kinds of bad things, you're going to be saying those things in no time. Queen Talia's asked, I'm easily distracted by exercising in the morning and forget to read the Bible. What should I do? No Bible, no exercise. Simple as that. No Bible, no exercise. Uh, this one from Baldo. In Matthew 5.29, it says, It's better to lose one of your members than that your whole body enter into hell. So do you stay in your body when you die? No, but you are given an, a resurrected body. Your body is resurrected back to life, and that's why those in hell will be in physical torment. Right? And so he's making the point that it'd be better that you lose one, like, lose one part of your body, like your eye, 
then that your whole body be sent to hell. Because in hell, you will have a physical body there. The Bible speaks about that. And yet no one's really going to sell their eye for a million dollars or two eyes for ten. No one would. And so then how bad must it be to go to hell? And yet so many people would rather hold on to sex before marriage, drunkenness, and all kinds of other sins that they love, which don't even really bring them that much satisfaction. Hold on to that at the expense of them going to eternal suffering when they die. Makes no sense, does it? Jaron has asked this. I had a co-worker tell me that he grew up in the Assemblies of God Church. And I've seen a lot of contradicting answers on what they teach. In general, do most of them teach salvation through faith? I think some will, and they would be classed under the Protestant banner, and they should, ought to be teaching faith alone. But I chat to a lot of people from those kind of churches, and they don't really know the gospel very well. Uh, but some do. So it's a mixed bag, is what I'd say. It's generally not a church I would usually recommend because it's not so much focus on Bible teaching, but more focus on the emotional side of things. And Baldo's asked this, could you please explain Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 9? I wonder which section that is. That's about, oh yeah, praying. All right, so what Jesus is saying there is when you pray, you don't pray with the purpose in your heart, I want everyone to see me praying so they can think, wow, such a spiritual person. No, if you're doing it for that motive, you won't have any reward from God. So when you pray, pray in secret, Jesus says, meaning don't do it to be don't do it with the attitude to be seen by others. Now it doesn't mean you can't pray in public. Jesus prayed in public, but just don't have the attitude of wanting to be seen by people. Um, also, there's a question from Elevator. What do you think about in Exodus 22 about when it talks about a thief stealing? Sure, let's have a quick look. Remember, these are laws for the Old Testament, not for us. But let's read it out again. If the thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen on him, then there shall be blood guilt for him. He shall surely pay. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. Yeah. So basically it's saying, it's basically giving protection for people. That if somebody was stealing from a person's house, back this is Old Testament. It's not for us, but this is Old Testament. If someone was stealing from somebody's house at nighttime and the person who owned the house happened to strike the thief and so the thief died, then that was self-defense. It was nighttime, all that kind of stuff. But if it was daytime when the thief came in and the owner of the house struck him and killed him, then the owner of the house is guilty for murder because it was daytime, he knew the circumstances, and he still went ahead and killed him anyway, then that owner of the house is guilty for murder. All right, Flying has asked this. Can you please explain Hebrews 10.26? Sure. This verse is a classic verse that is misunderstood by so many people because they just don't read the context. Let's, let's read it out for us. If we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. 
Now, people reading this verse, they think, oh no, if I've ever gone on sinning deliberately after coming to a knowledge of the truth, I mustn't be saved anymore. No. Friends, never read a Bible verse. Always read a chapter. Always read it in context. And you'll see this has got nothing to do with just sinning generally, deliberately from now on, but sinning in one specific way. It's the sin of rejecting Jesus Christ. If you go on saying, no, I don't want Jesus anymore, and you deliberately sin by rejecting Jesus, well then, what sacrifice have you got? Because the Hebrews were feeling tempted to go back to Judaism to, and to reject Jesus. And the, the writer of the Hebrews mentions earlier in this chapter that the blood of bulls and goats cannot cleanse your sins. So he's saying to the Hebrews, if you go and deliberately reject Christ from now on, your animal sacrifices can't save you. So what sacrifice have you got? Nothing. So where do you go? Hell. But the good news of the gospel is that if we are trusting in Christ, even if you happen to deliberately sin in some way, but you're still trusting in Jesus to pay for your sin, Jesus has already paid for that sin. Have a quick read of this verse here in the Bible. It's a beautiful one. 1 John 2, 1. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. That's the good news. Obviously, sin is bad. We don't want to sin. But if anyone does sin, we've got an advocate. Someone who's interceding on our behalf. He's our defense lawyer before the Father. It's Jesus Christ. And if he's already paid for our past, present, and future sins, the Bible says no charge against you sticks. No charge against you remains. Because Christ is the one who died, is the right hand of the Father, and is interceding for us. All right, and we'll do some Bible trivia in just a moment. You guys are asking a lot of questions. Good to see you guys asking questions. I'm, I'm impressed. But we'll do just some more, and then we'll get some trivia started. Dolly's asked, Judas Iscariot was one of the 12 apostles. So was he one of the elect? No, because nowhere in Scripture does it ever say that Judas had faith. Judas was just one of the twelve physically following after Jesus, but he never truly had saving faith in Jesus. John makes that really clear. I think in John chapter 12, when he says that Judas was a thief the whole time, not just right at the end, but the whole time he was a thief stealing from Jesus Christ, helping himself to the money bag. Alex asks, if God does not answer your prayer, does that mean they are lost? No. Even if God says no to your prayer, it doesn't mean that the prayer was pointless. One of the primary purposes of prayer is not just to get what you want. One of the primary purposes of prayer is to change you, to make you more dependent upon God. And so even if God says no to your prayer, it's making you more holy. Secondly, it helps you to grow in contentment. You're asking for something? You said God said no for now? Helps you practice contentment. Thirdly, God wants to see how persistently you're going to pray. If you just prayed for something once and God gives it to you, yeah, you'll be thankful to it. But imagine you prayed for something for 10 years and then eventually God gave it to you. You're going to be far more thankful. And so that's why God can often say no or wait for a time, just because he wants to see how much you actually want it and how persistent you're going to be in your prayers. 
Okay, how do people before Jesus get to heaven, Chris has asked? Same way we do, because Jesus' sacrifice could be applied to them if they had faith. Faith in the coming Messiah. God had announced that through prophets, that there would be a Messiah who would die for their sins, Jesus Christ. So if they believe that, they would be saved. Nice. Uh, and Brianna's also asked this. Is it spiritual warfare if I desire to read my Bible more and more, but then I get distracted uh, and I, I don't feel like it? I think I can do it tomorrow, even though I know it's not promised. Yeah, it could be spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is whenever Satan tries to tempt you to sin, you have the choice of giving in to that or rejecting that sin and saying, no, I don't want to do it. So you have victory in spiritual warfare when you say no to sin. But I think it also works in terms of good deeds. You know you should share the gospel. You know you should not waste time. You're like, oh, I could serve the Lord in this way right now. But you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. You've just undergone spiritual warfare and you've actually lost. So spiritual warfare is a daily thing. It's two ways. Temptation to sin. Are you going to say no to sin? Or are you going to say yes to it? And then in terms of good deeds, you know you should do. Are you going to say no to the good deed? Or are you going to say yes? It's a spiritual warfare. Nice. And one more go from Snooky. Was Jesus' first miracle recorded in the Bible? Was it the water into wine miracle in Cana? Yes, that is described as the first miracle that Jesus did on the earth. Good questions. Um, if you have any more, we'll do some more a bit later on. But now it's time for Bible trivia. Okay, here we go. You ready for some questions, friends? I'm going to ask you some questions. You got to type your answers into the chat. Okay. Who closed the door of Noah's Ark? Harmony. God did. Yeah, that's true. God closed the door. Just like God directed the animals to go into the Ark. God closed the door of the ark as well. Next question. Who rolled away the tombstone in front of Jesus' tomb? Zach. Was it an angel? It was an angel. Nice work. In which book of the Bible does the story of Noah's ark appear? Zach. Genesis. Well done. Well done. To whom did Jesus say, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Who did Jesus say that to? Beck. Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Now, what does it mean to be born again, Carissa? Born again by the Holy Spirit. Meaning, you're now saved by Christ. Yeah, exactly. So it's not referring to baptism. For some reason, people just don't read the text. They see born, they think, oh, that must mean baptism. Read the word. 
baptism does not equal born. All right, next question. Okay. What was the name of the person who Jesus appeared to on the road to Damascus and Jesus blinded him? I'm going to ask Crawford. Was it Saul? Yes, you would be correct. And well done, Crawford. You've done uh, training. How was training, man? Man, it was amazing. I thank Paul so much for everything he did. Praise God. That's so good. <laughs> oh, to God be the glory. And would you encourage our list to do training, Crawford? I would strongly encourage it. Strongly. That's so good. And you had a chat on Omegle with when entering training. And did you encourage that that what that person do training? Oh yeah. Um just recently he's I think he was from Ireland, yeah. And I encouraged him. We got in touch and yeah, he said that he's a hundred percent gonna do training tomorrow, so I encouraged him. It was nice. That's so good. The trainee encouraging others to do training. Hey, Ian, Alfie, Steve, Noah, Dolly, Snooky, others. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. All right, let's keep on going. Who was given 30 pieces of silver for doing a certain action? Crawford. Was it... Was it Judas? It was Judas Iscariot for Thank betraying you. the Son of God. Okay, next question. How old was Abraham when he gave when Sarah gave birth to Isaac? Carissa. One hundred ish. Yeah, he was 100 years old. Nice work. How old was Jesus when he got baptized? How many? Like 30. Yeah, 30. Nice work. How old was Jesus when he got left behind at the temple when he was a kid? Beck. 12 years old. That just reminded me of the movie Left Behind. The one left behind was Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, They his parents thought that he was with the pack of family, but he wasn't. And so he, was, he went to the temple. Okay, now who wrote this line? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want... Ooh, how many? David in Psalm 23. You would be correct. You would be correct. Where does it say in the Bible, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God? Zach. Proverbs. No, not in Proverbs. Good guess, but not in Proverbs. Anyone else know? Carissa. Psalm 
That's where that says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> Harmony? Is that Psalm 14 and there's another one? Yes, well done. Psalm 14, 1 and also Psalm 53, 1. Is that correct? Let's have a look. 52, 1. There you go. 53, 1. It says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And Psalm 14, 1 also says the same. And on the screen, yeah, the fool is in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, they do abominable deeds, there is no one who does good. Notice that, how usually those who deny God's existence, it leads them to do abominable deeds. Okay, and let me ask you another one. What were the two groups of Jewish religious leaders that were around during Jesus' day? What were the name of those two major groups? Okay, Carissa. Pharisees and Sadducees. Well done. Anyone know the difference between a Pharisee and a Sadducee? Harmony? The Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection. Um, also, I don't remember the rest on that, but the Pharisees did believe in a resurrection, but they also were more onto the laws than the Sadducees, I think, maybe. So you're right about the resurrection part, that the Sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection. What else didn't they believe in, Beck? They didn't believe in angels, and they only followed the first, they only, yeah, had the five, accepted, I don't know the right word, the five, the first five books of the Bible. Yeah. Well, the Pharisees accepted the entire Old Testament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so therefore the Pharisees would say will be more devout than the Sadducees were. Okay, let's do some bonus questions. Which is why, you know, when Jesus chatted to the Pharisee, uh, the Sadducees, his argument was always from the first five books of the Bible. But when he spoke to the Sadducees, the Pharisees, it was from the other parts of Scripture. So Jesus. Very smart, using what they already accepted as a basis of refuting their position. Zach, what's your question? Um, why did Jesus flip the tables? Harmony? He flipped tables at the temple because they were selling stuff in the lord's house or temple and they were not supposed to be doing that correct nice okay beck what's your question my question is why did god not allow david king david to build his god's temple what was the reason why god did not allow him to build it ryan because David had shed too much blood. And so therefore his son would be the one who built it, Solomon. Okay, Harmony. 
Name a time you can think in the Bible where God knew the thoughts or what was on the person's heart. And this can be anywhere from the Old Testament to Jesus, but just, oh, Beck. Um, the one that came to mind immediately was when the paralytic man was lowered down and Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees were saying in their heart, only God can forgive sins and Jesus knowing their thoughts or whatever. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Anybody else can think of any? Sorry, I missed your question. Yeah, just a time where God throughout all of scripture knew what was on someone's heart. They didn't have to say it out loud, like, but it says in scripture that he knew their heart or something like that. One that comes to mind straight away would be Jesus was choosing, was it Philip and Nathaniel? You know, when he's like, in, in Israelite in whom there is no deceit. That's awesome. Something I'll just put to, I was reading Isaiah the other day and, or was it Daniel? Where it's saying that Satan said in his heart, like, I will ascend. And so like God knew the thoughts of Satan. Um, but then also the woman that was crying at Jesus's feet, he knew what Simon was thinking in his heart. Mm. Yeah, that clearly shows Jesus is God. If he knows people's thoughts, Muslim read that and see that he definitely must be god uh i don't want to accept that part <laughs> it's usually what they'll say all right carissa how many fish were caught at the great catch of fish Pardon me? 153 or something like that yes beck how do we remember that how I remember that is <laughs> Operation 513, <laughs> just like those 513, but I put the five in between, uh, which is math based on Matthew 513, which is sort of the yeah, flat one. Yeah. All right, and Crawford, what's your question? Um, can I give an easy one and a hard one, or just can I do? All right. Um. According to the Gospel of Mark, who carried the cross for Jesus on the way to his crucifixion? Hermony. Hermony. Simon of Cyrene. Yes. Okay, and my second question. <clears throat> In the book of Judges, uh, <clears throat> who killed Eglod, the king of Moab? Yes, Hermione. I'll let Carissa get it. Carissa? Was it Ehud? Yes, it was. Good answer. Nice, good. nice work, you guys. You all did really well. With that, it's time for us to get into the song of the week. Now, Glenn said he's been singing in the car yesterday. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, which is great. And you know who else has been singing? Beck, through her sleep last night. <laughs> In case you're not wondering, Beck is my wife. And I woke up last night in the middle of the night. Beck was singing Galatians 2, verse 20, with the tune and everything 
It was great. <laughs> it even picked it up on the on the sleep cycle app thing that records your sleep talking stuff. That was so good. So it was great, Vic. It was great. <laughs> See, these songs are getting into your head. Memorizing did, scripture. Did I wake you up with that? You did. did. <laughs> it's uh, funny all right well let's just do it now you have to listen to it yeah okay carissa can you do john three sixteen for us you know i actually figured out how to do this on my desk drums <laughs> um this morning but i don't know if i want to do desk drums today maybe i'll just sing anyways uh for god so loved the world <laughs> that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life john three sixteen. wow i sounded terrible no, that was great, Carissa. So good. All right, Harmony. Can you... Do you remember the five solo one? Uh, let me see if I can do it. But I think he did send it to me. Um, For God to Love Their World by Grace. Wait, is that by Grace? No. No, no, the five solo one. Do you remember that um, one? It's in the Discord. In the I'll just play there. it by memory. Okay, go for it. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, all for the glory of God alone, um, found in the scripture alone. That was really good. I remember that really well. <laughs> to God be the glory. Yes. Hey, Glenn, can you do our Ephesians 2, 8 and 9? I think I could have, but now that I've listened to Carissa and Harmony, it's like the song's been obliterated from my mind. Ephesians I'll, 2, 8, and 9. Yeah. Get, get me started. What's the... Um, for by grace you have... Oh, yeah, that's right. For by grace I have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast ephesians 2 8 and 9. did i get that hey, right yeah well done man <laughs> oh that was really good i enjoyed that glenn let me try it on the on the ukulele here for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. All right. Galatians 2.20 is to this week's song. And so I think we're going to need maybe Beck to get the... Get the words up again because the words will be helpful. Okay. Galatians 2 20. 
I'll get the words up on my screen as well, and then I'll give it over to Beck. I'll play it first, Beck, and then we'll get over to you. Okay, so let me try it. Sing along with, with us. Repetition is key. Here we go. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 All right, Vic. Here we go. Vic says she can't get over how she sung in her sleep. She she just played the recording before and she was cacking up laughing. That was so funny. It was that I didn't catch the um the word singing, but it catched me humming it and then Ryan saying that apparently I also actually sung it. But anyway, that is so funny. Usually it's Ryan who's singing or talking in his sleep. All right. <clears throat> uh so we're doing yeah, Galatians 2 doing. I have been crucified with Christ. Good, Vic. All right, Harmony, do you want to try it for us? I haven't been practicing that much, but I'll try it, yeah. Okay. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 and not Ephesians. <laughs> All right, and Carissa, can you get the, the uh, desk drums ready for us? We loved how you did that yesterday. For what song, Galatians 2.20? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I guess I'll do it on my laptop. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 very good very good got a good beat there how are you guys doing in the chat let us know how you're doing with it steve what's your progress and others glenn your turn i so love the drum thing it's so helpful uh i have been crucified with christ it is no longer i who who live but christ who lives in me <laughs> And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, 
who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. And I cheated. I had to read that off the Bible. But when you're working on it, you kind of need to look at it sometimes. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I mucked up the drum thing. Yeah, but it helps me when I'm listening to Carissa do it. That's true. That's true. Hey, how you doing, Zach and Crawford? You guys getting it into your head as well? Yeah. All right, Crawford, do you want to go next? Um, um, I don't know it too well, so maybe next time? Okay. Yeah, just keep on listening. Yeah, keep listening and having the words up like Quick has on the screen is helpful to see okay. what it is. But Zach, do you want to try it for us, man? I'm trying to write these down. So. Oops, Good idea. Like a specific one, like the one on the screen right now? Yeah, Galatians 2.20. I can give that a try. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't have the tune because I haven't been here, but that's... Nice work. Yeah, so keep on listening to the tune. Get Try to get the tune in your head, and then you'll be... Looks like Steve says it was in his head today. That's awesome, Steve. Now, Beck, can you do it again once more for us? All righty. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live by Christ who lives in me. Very good. And you can either replay the stream over and over on that part to hear it again, or even in the Discord, Beck has made a recording of it in the segment of the day. All right, let's get into the segment today, though. I thought we might just do a very brief segment on a topic related to the Bible. It's a topic on how... People consider that they want God to speak to them, all right? And you see it on TikTok quite a lot. Like, oh, I want to hear God's voice. Or they're hearing other people saying, God told me this, God told me that. Now, if so, if someone wants God to speak to them, what should they do? Zach? Read the Bible, yo. Yes, and exactly like that meme. You know the guy who like points out obvious things? <laughs> yeah, know that guy? <laughs> I want God to speak to me. And there's the picture of the Bible there. Exactly. Now, if you want God to speak to you out loud, how could you do that? Harmony. I'm not ready to say this, but by reading his word out loud. There you go. Now, what is the danger in people saying, oh, I've got a new word from God? What's the danger in that? Zach? They could say things that just aren't even biblical at all. Like, there's people out there, I used to watch them, where they'd be like, 
God told me that invest in this cryptocurrency. It's going to it's gonna go crazy. You're going to make so much money. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, how many? If you go outside of what scripture says, anybody can go by their standard of what they think God is saying to them compared to how God was actually talking in scripture. And so then it, anything goes. That's why you see cults. That's why you see a whole bunch of people just saying, God told me this. And who do they blame? They don't blame the people, really. They blame God. So That's true. How could you confirm that whether that really is a new word from God? And so if you ever have a video come up on your feed or something like that, and someone's like, oh, I got a new vision, I got a new word from God, skip, skip, right? Don't listen to them. Now, this is a good argument about why. So we've just talked about like how you can't confirm it. But people will say, oh, but you can test it with the Bible. You know, as long as it doesn't contradict the Bible, then it's, then it's okay. Well, this is the point, though, is that if it was already in the Bible, you didn't need this new word from God. But if it's something that doesn't contradict the Bible, but it's not actually still found in the Bible, um, you still don't know whether how do you know it's from God. And so that is why the Bible is the rule of faith and what we test everything by, and that is what we read to hear from God. We don't wait for a voice in our head or someone on TikTok to say they've got a new word from God. Now, who are some people in the past who have claimed to have new words from God and they've started false religions or cults and things like that? Glenn. Joseph Smith. Yeah, he's the founder of Mormonism. He claimed to have a new book from God called the Book of Mormon, and that teaches many opposite things to the Bible. Beck. Muhammad. Muhammad, mm, he started Islam. Yeah, that's true. How many? Uh, the guy who wrote, um, it's either the Passion Translation or the Message, he said that he spoke to Jesus and he revealed to him John tw chapter 22. Yeah, right. And it's even talked about in the Bible too. Uh, in Colossians 3... We think I think it's about Colossians two eighteen or around then. Let me have a quick look. Uh, where the Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter, talks about these people who who claim to have new visions, aka new revelation. Let's read what he says. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism. Asceticism means like you can't. You have to be basically abstaining from eating food and like living a monk's life, basically. Insisting on asceticism and worship of angels. Going on in detail about what? Visions. Puffed up without reason by a sensuous mind. And it goes on to say, not holding fast to the head who is Christ. So it was already happening in Paul's day, wasn't it? And so he's like, don't listen to those kind of people. Beck. Yeah, so I guess what often comes up as like, <clears throat> I don't know, what, what's happening at the moment with like what people will point to as, um, uh, what's the word, like an approval of, of these 
because I guess people will also say like dreams or visions, like you're kind of pointing out. So people point to in like Acts 2 or whatever, where Peter quotes the prophet Joel about, and your, and your ch children or whatever will dream dreams and whatever. Um, so they'll point to that as a means of saying, see, these rapture dreams and these dreams that God is speaking to me and whatever, it's because of that. So how, like it says it there in, you know, that prophecy, how do you like, yeah, address that or whatever. Um, Hebrews 1 and 2, it says that long ago God spoke to us through the prophets, but today he speaks to us through one, and that's that's Jesus. And the thing that we can stick to is like Jesus saying that he would return. Like whenever he left his disciples, he said he would return. And also in Revelation, it says that he's going to be coming soon. So that's what we should be looking forward to. Yeah, that's helpful, Harmony. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize that the apostles, they were unique in being able to be new agents of revelation. God was revealing new scripture to them. And that's why they were able to do even the miraculous things they were able to do, to authenticate they are an agent of revelation. But we see now that the canon of scripture is closed. You don't have any extra books being added in or anything else like that. And so therefore, these people who are claiming today to have new words from God, new visions, new this, they should be added into the Bible if they're actually from God. But notice they're not comfortable in doing that. It shows that they don't even think that what they're hearing is really a word from God at all. And so, yeah, we test everything by scripture. Beck. Yeah, 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 definitely. What I usually say, because I know there's a couple of things specifically that passage, how like, well, Peter's saying it's sort of being fulfilled then as well. But what what I've been recently kind of saying to it is like, well, okay, hold on. You see later in Acts, Peter gets a vision from God when he's on the rooftop. So there you go. There's already starting to be fulfillment of it. And um, there's like... I don't know if anyone else got a vision. I'm trying to think of when um, there was the prophecy of Paul getting bound or whatever. I don't know if that was through a vision or not. I can't remember now. Um, I know it was through a prophet. But, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like what I usually say is, like, it, it was happening then, obviously, to some degree. Who's to say it's since it's happened then? Well, it's been fulfilled. So why do we expect it to continue happening even now kind of thing, especially like what you said, if, if it's happened then it, and it's now happened because that was to authenticate the new revelation, well, it's done. Like it's sort of that's that's been fulfilled. And so even John got a vision, I guess, as well. Like so there's another example of a vision being given by God already in that time. Yeah, that's really helpful, Beck. And I think another scriptural argument you can show is it says in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says that all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be what? Complete. It doesn't say that the man of God may be having half what they need. Now they need something more. But to make the man of God complete. 
everything you need is in scripture. And often these people who claim they got new revelations from God, sadly, probably haven't even read the entire Bible. And they definitely haven't even memorized it all. Until they've done that, why are they going into anything else? All right, so that is why this is helpful. If you want to hear, you hear people saying, I heard God speak, don't be jealous of them. I guess have sympathy for them, that they're actually a bit going onto the wrong track and try and point them to God's word. All right, well, let's get into some prayer and then some chats. All right, I'm going to ask, Harmony, can you pray for us? Yes. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for another day that not only we can go and share the gospel together um, to strangers, but also just studying your word and studying just the authenticness of it being inspired and written by you. And so, Lord, we just we want to give you glory and we pray that we would never be puffed up in knowledge or just use what we know to just try to act like we're more wise than people or anything, but just use this as a tool to just try to reason with people um, about you. And may we just be used for your glory and may we just continue to hide your word in our hearts. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. And if you agreed with how many's prayer, which I definitely did. <laughs> Let it be so. Amen. Say it in the chat. And right back. Okay, thanks for that. Let's get into some amigo conversations. You guys keen? I am. Here we go. There are thirty-three thousand people on. Lord oh, may we may you save this next person. Let me refresh that. There we go. Lord, save this person. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey there. Hey. Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Um, I think my own son's going to on my dick when well, I'm let's, dead. No, 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 come on, man. We're having a serious conversation. Now, do you believe yeah, there's a I, God? Do you believe there's a God? I believe in what I just said. Do you believe in God, though? Do you believe in God? Sure. Yeah. And so just remember, God God is going to... Yeah, God said my us. son... The no, God is going to judge us based on what we say and do. So would you say that you've been a good person? I'd say I fucked up first. Come on. <laughs> come on. Be serious. Because yeah, if you can't have a serious chat, I'll just have to skip you, man, and you've missed out on having a good conversation. No, but, I think I want... you're missing out on a good conversation. Haven't tried that platypus pussy? Oh, God, yeah. it's uh, It looks like you don't want to have a serious <laughs> chat. And so what I encourage you to do, man, is I've got a TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram. In fact, um, yeah, you're on uh, YouTube Live right now, man. Um, so do check it out. Needgod.net is the username, and hopefully... You'll come to your senses and see that you need to think about where you'll go before when you die, either heaven or hell. I don't want you to go to hell, man. So give us some thought. Do you like willing me to stop nodding on my face? I got a question for you guys. What do you think happens to us after we die? Pitch blackness. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Do you guys believe in God? Sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, as in, like now? Do you, would you say you do, or not sure? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do sure. as well. Yeah, because just like I, this house can't build itself, right? It has to have a builder. Same with the universe. So, would you guys agree that there's a heaven and a hell? No. Yeah, yeah. And because it would make sense that if we're living in the creator's universe, then he'd get to set the rules for how we should live while we're here. And so would you say that you guys have been good people? Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey, can I ask you a question? Why do I look whiter? Oh, i got a question for you, man. What do you think happens your, to us after we question. die? Um, well, you see, it's probably like you ever you ever went to sleep, right? You ever went to sleep? Okay. So do you think it's just like dreaming or something like that? Nope, no dreaming. You're okay. just gone. You ain't there. Okay. Do you believe there's a God? I'm bro. <laughs> I love you as a whole thing. Hey. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? I think we... Oh, he does? Are you famous on TikTok? Yeah, you have to find out. But I'm, I want to have a serious conversation if you don't mind. Um, but yeah, do you uh, do you believe in God yourself, man? Wait, what? Do you believe Sorry. in God? Uh, I'll just come back to this. Convicts him. Hey, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Yes. Hey, what do you guys think happens to us after we die? What? What do you think happens to us after we die? Oh, um, um, I actually have no idea. It's really scary. Okay. All right. Do you guys believe there's a God? No. Not really? Okay. But you're kind of open to the to thinking about those sort of things. Right? You're not close-minded yeah. or anything. Yeah. That's good. I'll give you guys an example. So my house here, would you guys agree that someone had to build this house? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And how do you know someone built that house? It's got a structure to it. Well, because it's here, right? It can't appear yeah, out of nowhere, know. can it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that would be that would apply to anything else that had a beginning. Can't come out of nowhere. Got to have got to have something before it. And that would apply mm -hmm. then to the universe too. Because right, it had a beginning, needs a creator. Does that make sense? But then where do we? Yeah, but then where do we go? Yeah. So then, in terms of where we go after we die, well, because there's a creator, he could set the rules for how we should live while we're here. So then, after we die, he can judge us based on what we've done. Yeah. So would you say that you guys have been good people? Um. Good enough, I guess. Good enough. Okay. All right, well, let's see. So, for example, have you guys ever told a lie before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Have you ever used bad language? Yeah. Yeah. What about this? Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yeah. And so if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Right. And so if you're guilty, do you deserve reward or punishment? I mean, punishment, I guess, but it's not a big deal. Those are just emotions. 
Yes. Well, it's I guess not, us not controlling our emotions, right? Yeah, but they were given to us for a reason. We have to take time to learn. So, like, for example, whenever we lie to somebody, we are deceiving the person. We're betraying their trust. And you don't like it when people lie to you. We know we shouldn't lie to mm-hmm. other people. Um, so they're still bad things, then, aren't they? Yeah. Right. And so then if the creator is good, he's going to make sure that anyone who does bad things gets their punishment for what they've done wrong. But then that's like most people will go to hell then, is what you're saying. I'd say all of us have done things wrong. We all deserve hell, but that doesn't mean we're all going to go to hell because thankfully there's a way not to go there. There's a way to be forgiven. Um, What is that way? Yeah, good question. So it wouldn't be by doing good things because that doesn't fix the past. Instead, it's by having someone take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because Mm. if someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? Mm -mm. None. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where do you get to go to? Heaven, I guess. Right. And that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and came back to life three days later. Does that make sense? Are you evangelizing us? Yeah, I'm just a Christian myself and having a good good conversation with you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, sharing the good news with you. But would you? Does that make sense? So that so we broke God's law, but Jesus came along and actually paid the fine for us. Yeah, I mean, I believe in this, but I, I mean, I'm a Muslim, so but I believe in that. Yeah. Okay, you believe that Jesus did that for you? Yeah. Okay, so then if Jesus does take your punishment for you, then where do you go when you die? Uh, yeah, we go to heaven. Right, so yeah. why do you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus did that for us. Yeah, because Jesus died for you. Yeah. That's a good answer, right? And he actually does it as a free gift to you. So you don't do good things to get it. You just got to accept that gift, and that's simply by trusting in your mind that he's already died for all the bad you've ever done. Right? So what if you trust that today, but then tomorrow you do five more bad things, and then you died? Would you go to heaven or hell? Um, I guess you... I don't know, actually. Do we all go to heaven still? Well, only if you're still trusting in what Jesus did, do you think he only died for your past sins or also your future sins? Yeah, but, like, what if you're a murderer? Do you go to heaven? Well, you deserve hell for the murders, but if Jesus paid for the hell punishment, if you're trusting in him, you get to go to heaven. That doesn't mean you want to keep doing bad things. You want to live better from that point on. But if none of us deserve heaven in the first place, because none of us are perfect, as we ought to be, then heaven must be a gift. And God can give that gift to anyone who's willing to accept it. Right? So if you don't believe in Jesus, does he not take your sins you got it correct he does not take your sins interesting you got to take it yourself and so then where would you end up i mean depends on how good you are but if the standard god set for entry to heaven is perfection mm-hmm. and therefore only one sin is enough to send you to hell oh i see right okay you'd be in, you'd end up in hell then right and um, so would you, would you yeah. see that? If you don't trust in Jesus, you pay for your own sins. Yeah. But since you don't want to be sent to hell, when should you start trusting that he died for all of your sins? 
ASAP, I guess. Exactly. You got it. Good answer. So then if God was to ask you today, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Jesus died for our sins. Hey, well done. Good answer. So would you say that you guys are now believing that as the reason why you'll go to heaven? Um, I don't just, be, mm, it's not the only reason, I guess, but yeah. Okay. What are some other reasons, would you say? Being a good person. Okay. It's just that I don't think we have. If God says... Having more than... Right? No, but having more good deeds than bad deeds, because you can get... um. I don't know if you believe the same thing, but, like, we believe in good deeds and bad deeds, and, like, one... One um, bad deed is equal to 10 good deeds or something. Or maybe the other way around, I forgot. Yeah. So you yeah. believe in that. Okay. It's just, it's good to look at it from a, like a logical perspective. Let's say a criminal did five crimes today. Tomorrow he did 10 good things. Would the police right. ignore his crimes? No. No. Because you still have to get a punishment for those, but. Correct. And it would doesn't be, mean you didn't, yeah, be but doesn't mean you it'd didn't, be wrong if they just let him go free because he did ten good deeds. Right? Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that you didn't do um good things. Yeah, even if he did, he doesn't he doesn't get his freedom though. He still gets punishment for his crimes. And so that would be mm -hmm. the same with us and God. It's good for us to do good, it doesn't fix our bad. Heavenly Father, do you pray for uh, those two? Lord, I do pray that you'd you would yeah, save them take them out of the deception of Islam and into the marvelous good news of Christ. And may they believe in him alone to be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was interesting. She said she was a Muslim and yet then affirmed that Jesus like, is the one who dies for her sins. Hmm. How does that work? Uh, okay yes they did thank you ian they did get to hear the gospel praise be to god and notice how that notice it, it time and time again when you're chatting to anyone of any other religion they're always hesitant to acknowledge that they deserve hell for their sin because unless they're willing to really acknowledge their problem they won't accept the solution um, but Christians are the first ones to say, yeah, I'm a bad person. I should be thrown into hell. But I get to go to heaven because of Jesus. So who gets the credit? He does. Not us. All right. Praise God for that wonderful opportunity. Muslim. To trust in good deeds. Hey there. Hey there. Can hey I ask you a question? Yes. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? You go to hell. Yeah, he hell or heaven? Hey, can I ask you a question? Okay. What do you think happens to us after we die? Uh, We go to heaven. Yeah, I agree. Or heaven hell. or hell. I agree. So which one do you think you'll go to? Heaven. Yeah, and is that because you're a good person? Huh? Is that because you're a good person? I guess. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, 
for example, in your life, have you ever told a lie before? Yeah. Me too. I've told lies. Hey. Have Have you ever used yeah. bad language? Why don't they look yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 Or even this. Have you Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yeah. Yeah, same. And so if God is to judge you then based on those things, would you be innocent <laughs> or guilty? Guilty. Right, yeah. And so then if we're guilty, do we deserve to be rewarded or punished? <laughs> punished. Yeah. And does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah, not a place we would want to go to, right? No. So what do you think we could do at this point so that we don't get sent to hell? Change what we You're did too before. Many questions. All right. Let's say you didn't do any more sins, like change your behavior from now on. Would that fix... Hey. Hey there. Hey, this you? I got a question for you. Huh? I got a question for you, if you don't mind. Hey, what do you think yeah. happens to us after we die? What do you think? Stones yeah. or a skeleton? No, I'm meaning like, do you think there's, do you believe you'll go to heaven? But is this a bunny? Yeah, yeah, hold up. But did I hear my question? Do you think you'll go to heaven or hell? What do you think? What do you think? I'm kidding, I'm right now. Yeah, so, so what do you think? Because do you believe in God, man? Do you believe in God? I just uh, I feel like yes, yes, do you believe in God? Yeah, what are your thoughts, man? Do you believe in God? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So just like that bunny there needed to come from somewhere, the bunny would have had to the bunny would have had to have a bunny maker, right? He so died. Had, so there had to be a creator for the universe. Did you know that? I'm that way up. Yeah. Hey man, we're doing a YouTube live stream right now, man. You're on our YouTube live. The username is needgod.net. So do check it out. Come in and say hi to the live chat there, man. Hell no. All right, needgod.net, okay? You got any classes? She mad for real. She mad. I don't know why she's angry. What do you mean? She mad. She mad. She's fuming at the ears. Shut up. You guys had a conversation? Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, what do you think want to talk about to us after we die? Um, some of us go to heaven, some of us go to hell. Right. That's... Yeah, I agree. Now, which one do you think you guys would go to? Um, what? heaven. Who I, to I, I really don't think that. Why you going to hell? No, no, I'm not. Okay. Girl, I'm not going to hell. Yeah, well, I don't see a chat. I don't see a chat. See a chat with you guys. So. Um, like in, in your life, like have you guys ever told a lie before? Yeah, yeah. Girl, shit. Oh, why are you screaming? Yeah, I've told lies. Have you ever used bad language before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or well, even this, have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yep. Yes. Right. So if if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Yeah, now that's guilty. it's not good being guilty, right? Because if we're guilty, do we deserve yeah, reward not. or punishment? Punishment, punishment. Yeah. Does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah, and I appreciate that you guys are willing to talk about this, and and you're not willing, you're not skipping, and I'm glad that you're willing to talk about. It. Now, what do you think you could do then so that you don't get sent to hell? Read the Bible. Okay, so let's say you read the Bible, you do good things from now on. 
would that get rid of all the bad things you've ever done? I would say you would ask for forgiveness. Ask forgiveness. All right. So let's say in a, in a court of law, criminal says to a judge, hey, judge, broke the law. Really sorry, but I won't do it again. Please let me go free. Would the judge just let the criminal go free? No. 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 Same with God. So it's good that we ask God forgiveness, but it doesn't actually get rid of the bad things we've done, does it? No. So we've still got that punishment coming our way. But I've got some good news for you guys. There is a way to get to heaven. Do you want to hear it? Yes. So what we need is we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? None. None. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where do you get to go to? Heaven. Good answer. And that person who's willing to do that for you was right? Jesus. That's why he died and came back to life. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So then if Jesus does that for you, takes all of your punishment, where do you go when you die? Heaven. Yeah. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because of? Yeah, so not because we're good people, because we're not, we've are not. we done bad things, but because Jesus died on the mm-hmm. cross for all the bad things we've done. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But you yes. have to accept that gift from Jesus. And the way you accept it is simply by trusting in your mind that he's already done that for you, died for all of your sin. So what if you do trust that today, but then tomorrow you do five more bad things and then you died? Would you go to heaven or hell? Um, hell. Okay. Maybe hell. But do you think Jesus only died for your past sins, or do you think he also died for your future sins as well? Future sins. Good answer. Which would mean he's, so, already, yeah. he's already died for the five bad things you do tomorrow then, right? Yeah. So then if you're still trusting that Jesus paid for your sin, you do those five sins, where would you end up? Heaven. Heaven. Yeah. And why is it heaven? Because of... Uh, I think the other girl was getting it. Not that girl. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Heavenly Father, do pray for them both. Thank you that we got to share the gospel with both of them lord those two girls i do pray that you would save them and bring them into your kingdom lord they're in your care in jesus name we pray amen <laughs> it's funny how like you get you, you connect and they're like in the middle of like maybe even like arguing with each other debating each other all right let's keep on going hey can i ask you a question See who God's got for us next. Hey there. I remember we chatted ages back. <laughs> now you excessive Yo, good to see you, man. How are you doing today? The air quality could be better. Air quality would be better, but have you come to trust that Jesus paid for your sin yet? Not until this freaking air quality is better. But man, you don't need better air quality. That makes no sense whatsoever. 
air quality. Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey. Imagine using that excuse on Judgment Day. I didn't come to trust in Jesus because the air quality wasn't good enough. Hey, can I ask you a question? Amen. Can I ask you a question? How's that excuse going to work on Judgment Day, eh? <laughs> oh, funny. Hey there. Hey. It's Perry. Yeah, it is Perry. He hangs out with me here. Hey, are you a Christian yourself? I am. Awesome. Me too. And so can I ask you, do you think that you'll go to heaven? I sure hope so. Hope so, yeah, yeah. How confident would you say you are, like between zero and 100? Like eight. Yep, okay. Now, or 80. 80%, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And would you say that he should let you into heaven because you've been a good person? Is that why? Um, no. No. Okay, yeah, well, so what's the reason you think he should let you in? Because I'm able to own up to my mistakes and take accountability for them. Yep, that's good. It's good to own up to them. Just like in a court of law, though, if a criminal broke the law, he owned up to his crimes in the court of law, is the judge just going to let him go free or is he still going to get punished? Hmm? In a court of law, if an, a criminal owned up to his crimes... Would the judge just let him go free or would he still get punished for these crimes? Still punished. Yeah, so it's good that we own up for our, to our sins, but it doesn't really get rid of the punishment we deserve for our sins. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because I'll give you an example. Have you ever lied before? Yeah. Me too. I've told many lies. Have you ever used bad language? occasion yeah or even this one have you ever been angry or rude to somebody no no maybe sometimes whenever we tell lies to somebody we're actually kind of being rude to them by not telling the truth you know what i mean well yeah arguably <laughs> okay so if these are just some of the standards that God was to judge you after you die, do you think you would be innocent or guilty? Innocent. Okay, just keep in mind, innocent does mean you've never done anything wrong your whole life, and guilty means you've done at least one bad thing. Then guilty? Yeah, we're all guilty. And so since we're guilty, do we deserve reward or punishment? I'm so confused on where this is going. Where it's going is we're talking about how we get to go to heaven, right? But I think we first got to realize that based on how we've lived, unfortunately, we've sinned. And because we've sinned, we deserve God's punishment, which is hell. But there's a way not to have to go to hell. There's a way to get to heaven. All right? Because I'm a Christian myself. So would you agree with that? If God was to judge you based on simply your own actions, your sins, would you deserve heaven or hell? Heaven. Based on your sins, you'd say you deserve heaven? Okay. Because in the Bible it does say that all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. 
Revelation 21, mm-hmm. 8. And we've told lies. Mm-hmm. So therefore, according to the Bible, then, don't we deserve hell for our sins? You can't put that at the same level of if someone were to be killing people. I understand. There's different sins. Some are worse than others. But not only, not only do... You say that people that tell lies are parents that say they're Santa Claus. Yeah. They, and they still have deceived their kids, though, and that's still not a good thing either. But yeah, I'm just saying that by that like standard, everyone goes to hell, and there is no heaven for anyone to go to. Well, there is still a heaven because I'd say everyone deserves hell, but there thankfully is a way to go to heaven. But the reason why you think everyone deserves hell? Well, because Jesus said that, like Jesus himself said, this is the standard for heaven. He said. You must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's the standard for heaven. So, do we deserve heaven if that's the standard? That's the standard. That's the goal to be. No, he said not just the goal. He doesn't say just try be perfect. He says you must be perfect. And if we're not, it the Bible says any sin sends a person to hell. Like the verse I quoted to you earlier on, you know how you mentioned murderers? Murderers are mentioned in this list, but also so are liars. It says, as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So both lying and murder send you to hell. So that's what we should recognize. One sin was enough to, for us to be guilty. But once we acknowledge that, then there's, we can find the way to go to heaven because there is a way. So would you agree at least with that point that since of all sin, we all deserve hell for our sins? That would be if you take the Bible literally. Well, it's not even just... It's just reading it as it's stated. Because do, do you think God... It makes mistakes, or do you think God would know what's best? I don't think God makes mistakes. I think the writers interpreted it their own way. Well, this is the thing: what people weren't interpreting their own scriptures. They were writing down under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So this is the inspiration. Yeah. So as in, basically, it was breathed out by God. It says breathed out by God. So it's not people making up some stuff and writing it. It's God breathing. Well, I'm not saying it's that. <laughs> yeah. And so then if this is not the word of man, this is actually the word of God, then we should agree with that. We shouldn't disagree with God's word. Just like in society. I know, but you're reading it literally. <laughs> well, I think the Bible, Jesus read the Bible plainly, and I think we are too as well. Whenever he quoted scripture, he read it plainly. Let me ask you this. In society, how many crimes does a criminal have to do before the government can punish him? Depends on the crime. Would he have to do 100 crimes or a million crimes before the government said, now he can punish you? Or can he already get punished for doing one crime? It just depends on the crime. (laughs) Well, not really. He doesn't have to speed 10 times to be given a fine. He can speed just once and get a speeding fine. Where are you from? All right. I'm from Australia. 
Because that's not how it is in America. Yeah, it is. Like, for example, you don't have to kill 10 people to go to jail. You no, no, I'm one. talking about the speeding thing that you just said. But even if you got, you know, have you got speed cameras in a, in where you are? Like where there's camera where you can get a speeding fine? You know what that, like a speeding fine? You know what that is? Like a speeding ticket where someone yeah. pulls you over. Yeah, but you can also get it where if you're driving and they, they can put a camera and they can catch you speeding, like a radar or something like that, and they can then, you don't have to pull you over, they can just send you the fine in the mail for speeding. We don't have those. Yeah, they do in America. Maybe you just haven't encountered them um, where you in your part of the world. But, yeah, they do have them in America as well as in Australia and many other parts of the world. But one violation of the law was enough for you to be punished. Right? It ain't sure by camera quality, but yeah. So you agree I with mean, that? So like, so you break like if the I law. get pulled over by a cop and I say I'm sorry I was speeding, had this reason, and say okay, and then they let you go. They don't punish you. Yeah, but <laughs> that's why I'm confused. <laughs> well, because with God, God's never going to let us go. God says, it says in Nahum one three that He'll by no means clear the guilty. And since you're guilty, which you agreed, you are guilty, just like I am. God's not going to be able to let you go free. And so what you should do then is realize, yes, I've done wrong. Yes, I deserve punishment. But there is a way to get to heaven. Do you want to hear the way to get to heaven? All right. Yeah. The way to get to heaven is not by just acknowledging we've done bad, but it's actually by having somebody take our punishment on our behalf. If someone was to take 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? So if someone took all of the punishment you deserve, how much is left for you? Uh, I know. I'm just trying to process what you just said. Sure. So how much <laughs> You can't left? just say a statement like that and then ask me a question. That wasn't fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You're, process, you're processing it now? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing left for you to have in so terms of that. So if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where do you get to go to? You go to heaven. Right. And the but... person who's willing to do that for you is Jesus. That's why he died on the cross. Have you ever heard about that before? Yes. Yeah. So why did he die on the cross? Every you Easter. Do you, know, do you remember why he died on the cross? Mm-hmm. What was the purpose? What was the purpose or the reason he was nailed to it? Yeah, why was he? What was Jesus' purpose in dying on the cross? Well, his purpose was to take all of our sins right. away for us. So but the, the reason he was nailed to the cross is because people didn't believe it was the Son of God. Right. And so he was taking the, the hell punishment you deserve for all the bad things you've ever done and all the bad things I've ever done. He was taking it for us on the cross. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if he takes that for you, then where do you get to go when you die? To heaven. Yeah. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because of Jesus. Exactly. So not because you're a good person. Not because you've changed. Or confess your sins, but because Jesus died for you. That's the only reason. 
Now you have to accept that though, as a gift. And you accept that simply by trusting in your mind that Jesus has already taken the punishment you should get on that cross. Does that make sense? No. Okay. What doesn't make sense about that? <laughs> that that's the only reason you would get to go. Well, because wasn't it the only reason? We've already figured out that we've sinned. We deserve the lake of fire. But Jesus took the punishment for us. And when I asked you, why do you get to go to heaven? You even said, because Jesus died on the cross for my sin. Right. But I also said before, because I've been able to own up to my mistakes. Yeah, but owning up to your mistakes doesn't get rid of the punishment you deserve. It does. How so? Being honest with yourself. Yeah, but you haven't you haven't broken your own law. Ultimately, you've broken God's law. Right, but God comes within you. Well, but you're not God. I'm working right? team. <laughs> you're not God. Would you agree? Right, but God is within us. Well, I mean, only, he created us, didn't he? Well, he's, he's not within, he's only, he, God the Holy Spirit lives inside of believers, it says in the Bible. It never says that God well, is, I believe. <laughs> yeah, well, at the moment, you've been trusting in your actions to get you to heaven. The fact that you've owned up to your sins. So your trust actually isn't fully in Jesus then to save you. It's partly maybe in Jesus and partly in you owning up for your, to your sins to get you to heaven. So you're saying I'm not a full believer. What I'm saying is, yeah, I want your trust to be fully in Jesus to get you to heaven and no longer in your owning up to get you to heaven. Because otherwise you're splitting your trust. You know, 50% trust Jesus, 50% trust in yourself to get you to heaven. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, it's what the Bible says. Um, you might have heard this verse before. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. So based on that verse, how are we saved? That us being saved is a gift. It's not something we can do by ourselves. So it's not even your own doing. So it's not even you owning up to your sins. It's purely a gift given to you by Jesus Christ. So the only reason then you're going to heaven can only be because of Jesus giving you that gift of him dying for your sin, saving you. So by that kind of way of thinking everyone goes to heaven no because not everyone believes that jesus paid for their sin most many people believe in themselves themselves to go to heaven and therefore jesus doesn't die for them jesus only dies for those who have their faith in what jesus did alone to save them so even if there was like okay i'm just giving you a hypothetical here <laughs> If it's like a mass murder, right? Killed a whole bunch of people, but fully believed 
that Jesus died on the cross for him and that he is going to go to heaven for that singular purpose, he will still go to heaven. Just like the Apostle Paul, he was a mass murderer of Christians before God saved him. He, he was? Christians. Yeah, he killed Christians. Oh, Judas was the one that lied. Well, Judas betrayed Jesus, but the Apostle Paul... In the, oh, in yeah, Acts, okay. He was right about that, okay. In the, in, the, in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul went around hunting Christians to try and imprison them or kill them. And but he accepted that Jesus died... Exactly. So he went to heaven. Spot on. That's so you, so I can kill a whole bunch of people, but it's okay as long as I believe that Jesus died. Well, it's for not okay. It's not okay because <laughs> sin is bad. Remember, that's why it's not even yeah. okay to to lie. It's not even okay to luster in your mind about someone. Do you think it's sexual? I can't love someone. You can't lust. I said. That's oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> so lust is when you think a sexual thought about somebody that you're not married to. That's a sin. Oh, I don't. That's gross. Right. Um, and it's even wrong to disobey your parents too. Right. So that's why we're all sinners. We're all sinners. Wait, can I ask a question though? What's that? What if you don't have any parents? Well, ultimately, there's a heavenly. You have your heavenly Father, and He is the one who cares for us and loves for us, loves us so much, and has sent His own. Right. So you treat the heavenly Father and Mary as your parents, then? Well, not Mary. Mary has no involvement in that. Mary just gave birth to Jesus Christ. She's an ordinary human, but God the Father is not married to Mary. Yeah, but in my Christian school, we literally like had all of our involvements around mary yeah which is not good is it because mary didn't want the glory for herself she's just an ordinary person who was a sinner who god chose to use to give birth to jesus that whole process confuses me still to this day right but yeah it should because we shouldn't pray to mary mary's not even all-knowing she can't even hear our prayers we pray she only to God. No, she cannot hear our prayers. She can't. Because she's just she's not God, would you agree? Right, but so when we quote unquote pray to different saints, they don't hear our prayers. They don't hear, it, and therefore we shouldn't pray to saints. So then what's the point of like Saint Feast Days? Yes. Nothing? Nothing at wow. all. My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> That's why you always want to check it with the Bible, yo. Check it with the Bible. I thought I was. Right. But you'll never see anyone in the Bible pray to a saint. Wait, hold on. How old are you? I'm 34. Yeah, see, that's not fair. You got like 14 years on me of understanding the Bible that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm not judging you or anything, but I'm I'm just encouraging that check it with the Bible and you'll see no one prayed to a saint, no one prayed to Mary, and neither is there an encouragement to pray to a saint or to Mary. And and if they're not God, they can't hear us anyway. What about Adam and Eve? Yeah, don't pray to them either. No, I don't, but I'm just asking. <laughs> what about them? Yeah, they're, they're real people. They were the very first two people that God created. 
and they sinned. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit from that tree. So. Is there anything I shouldn't eat? Uh, you can eat anything. The Bible says all foods are clean, Jesus says in Mark 7, 19. So I in the Old mm. Testament, the Jewish people couldn't eat pork and things like that, shellfish. But for us in the New Testament, New Covenant, we can eat anything. I have a pet rabbit. Is that bad? No, that's all right. I don't see why. Why would it be bad? <laughs> I don't know. You seem to like know everything about Christianity. That's, okay. no, that's, so. that's all good. Now, let me ask you this. What if you today do trust that Jesus paid for your sin, but then tomorrow you do five more sins and then you died? Would you go to heaven or hell? I feel like this is a very strategic math problem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you so you're saying if I trusted every single word that you said that I only need to believe that Jesus died for our sins and that's the gift from God, I believe that tonight and then sin tomorrow, then yes, I would still go to heaven as long as I still believe that tomorrow. <laughs> You got it. That is the right. Case. You got it. Hundred percent. That is exactly the right answer. Good answer. Because he dies for your past and your future sins. But what if you don't trust that Jesus took that punishment for you? Where would you end up? Dead. Second death. Yeah, hell. Ultimately. And so, since you don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that he paid for all of your sins? I feel like the answer to this question is very straightforward, but I'm scared that it's going to be wrong. <laughs> no, no, give you a straightforward It's a very straightforward question. It's not a complex one. You think that, but I don't think that. Okay, what's your straightforward answer? Though? Tell me. <laughs> right now. Yes, exactly. 100% right now, you trust that Jesus paid for your sin because you don't know when you're going to die. So, do you think you will? Trust that it's only because Jesus died for you. That's why you'll go to heaven. Yeah. Good. So if God asked you today, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Because it's your gift. Yeah, because Jesus has died for me, right? You don't point to what you've done because then you're trusting in yourself. You point to what he's done for you. Uh-huh. So, out of a hundred, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Like 50. Okay. All right. 50%. Why do you say 50%? I just feel like I have to read the Bible more and understand the reasons why he died on the cross. Yeah, well, now you know the reasons to pay for your sins. So you don't have to go. Well, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like, like, you get what I mean. Okay. 
well, this will be helpful. How much of your punishment did Jesus take for you? All of it. Right, so then how much punishment is left for you to still get in hell? Nothing. So if you believe that today, then how sure can you be that you're going to heaven when you die? 100%. Exactly. Because if we're anything under 100%, we must still be trusting in ourselves to get to heaven and not fully Jesus. Uh, you see that? This is complex for 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> hey, but this is maybe the most profound conversation you'll, you'll have because this, and this is some good news. This is providing you with the way to go to heaven. Right? Mm -hmm. So do you believe that, though, that Jesus did take 100% of your sins? I hope so. Well, he promises to. It's just, are you willing to believe that he has? Just what makes me so special that he would take all of mine? Yeah, it's not because you're any better than anyone else. It's not because of that. He's just choosing to set his love upon you, despite the fact that you don't deserve his love. Neither do I. That's why we call it grace. Grace means unmerited favor. It's getting something that what we don't deserve. idolaters mean? Idolater means someone who worships idols. So that could be like statues people bow down to and worship the statues. But people can also be an idolater by worshiping just or living for money, living for possessions. Putting anything above God becomes an idol. God should be our number one. Yeah. So then how sure are you now that you'll go to heaven when you die? A hundred. That's awesome. So does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? No. Right. Exactly. It plays no part. We still do good because we're thankful to Jesus and we want to show that thankfulness to him by doing good. But we don't do any good things to get ourselves to heaven. And so what if you had a friend who said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Yeah, they're wrong. Exactly. So would they go to heaven or hell? Hell. Correct. But what if another friend said, I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason, because Jesus died for me. Second reason, because I'm a good person. Where would they go? They're going to hell too. Yes. And why? Because it has nothing to do with what you do. Great answer. You're getting that so well. And, and therefore, they're not trusting fully in Jesus. So they go to hell. And so think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you think was going to get you into heaven at the beginning? Me being honest with my sins. Yeah. So if you had died before this chat began, then where would you have ended up? Hell. Right. But if you died this very second, where would you go? Heaven. Right. If you're now trusting what Jesus did for you. That's awesome. And that would make this conversation a big turning point in your life, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. What do you think about what you've heard? Do you want me to honestly say what I'm thinking? Yeah. Tell me your honest thoughts about everything you've heard. I'm wondering what your job profession is. <laughs> no, but what do you think about the message of, of shared? <laughs> 
I mean, it makes sense. Oh, that's awesome to hear that. And as a result, it does make you want to get into your Bible to learn more. How well, I read it every night. Oh, you read it every night? Oh, that's good. You read like a chapter or so? Um, no, I normally take um, like, a, like a paragraph, I guess, okay. and I just study it. Oh, wow. Okay. Like yeah, take awesome. notes, post it notes, look up songs about specific things. Like I study it hard. Wow. My encouragement would be, just like when you eat food, usually you don't just eat like one mouthful of food for a meal. You eat a whole meal generally when you eat. And so in the same way, when we read our Bible, maybe good, like there's certain verses that might stick out to us, but I'd encourage you to try and read at least a whole chapter every day if you can. And that way you're reading things in context and you're getting the flow of, of what the book is saying. So read a whole chapter and then i can do like a specific study on a part of the chapter yeah maybe you could do that yeah that's a good plan i recommend starting in the book of john so that's in the new testament second half of the bible i know yeah it'll be a good introduction <laughs> to what jesus said and what he did right <laughs> also think about your family and your friends if you were to ask them why they think they'll go to heaven what do you think their answer would be oh um well uh, my family would probably say what i said hmm. yep and, so and my friends normally say that they're going to hell okay yeah so they're not believers though so yeah so i then, don't know how to change that in them i just i don't have enough qualifications to understand how to do that sure sure so even with your family though if they're trusting in their confessing or admitting to their sins if they died today where are they currently going no so what could you do to help them not go there Tell them. <laughs> yeah, pass the message on. That would be one of the most loving things you could ever do for them. Yeah. And and also, let me ask you, does someone have to get baptized to go to heaven? You're right. The answer is no. Because baptism is just a public... It's all humankind. It's not... Sorry? It's all humankind, right? It's not just... Because Jesus died for all sins. Only, no, only those who would believe. If you don't trust that Jesus paid for your sin, ultimately Christ did not die for you. You paid for your own sins in hell. Okay, I'm giving you another... <laughs> scenario sure, so if someone was like homeless and they had um zero eligibility to be in a church to be in a group i uh, was never baptized never confirmed none of the above um whatever religion it might be but he solidly believed that jesus died for our sins that is the only reason you are ever going to heaven. It doesn't matter because he believes. 
yeah, right? go to heaven. Yeah. He would go yeah, to heaven. Okay. Exactly. Because because <laughs> remember, we're not going to heaven based on us, what we do. Exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> exactly. So baptism is not, not a requirement then because otherwise you're working for it. It's not a gift anymore. Yeah. Um, and so that's why baptism is still good to do once you do believe in what Jesus did. It's a way of declaring your faith, but not as a requirement to go to heaven. But plus, homeless people are welcome in church. <laughs> like anyways, you, don't have to you don't have to pay to go to church. It's free. Mine's not. Do they charge an entry at the door? Are you serious? Yeah. Really, how much does it cost to attend your church? I believe it's $10. Interesting. I've not really heard that before. Usually churches, almost or at least good churches, will be free. It's not anything that you have to, to pay to go to it. I always thought that was fishy. Yeah, it is. that is very fishy. It's all free. Mm. And maybe, like, because do you, do you go to a Catholic church? Is that where you go? No, um, well, you know, it's not Catholic, it's Greek Orthodox. Okay, Greek Orthodox. Um, yep. But it, it's a form of Christianity. It's just, it's, I guess you could say more old school. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and when you've been there, have they ever told you about how to be forgiven or how to go to heaven? Um, no, they've kind of just told you what, and they told me what you said, which is that Jesus is the only reason. You yep. cannot change it at all. Jesus is the only way. Right. That's good. Now, have they ever told do they ever do they have like a confessional booth where people go to confess their sins? No, no. Uh, okay. We don't believe in those. Yeah, because there's no need. The Bible doesn't speak of a confessional where you have to go to a priest to confess. That has I that is that one is fishy. I don't like doing that. I went to a Catholic school. And they used to try to force us to do that as six year olds and we didn't even know why we were there. Oh wow, really? Mm -hmm. I had never liked the idea of that. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. It doesn't make they, sense. Because they think, because the Catholic system, as well as often in the Orthodox system, they think that you have to do that to get sins forgiven. So basically, but you don't. But you don't. So they're trying to bribe their way into heaven by their confession of sins rather than trusting what Jesus did to get them into heaven. Yeah, because I always thought, like, what does telling someone else what I did wrong do for anything? It doesn't. Exactly. That's true. They, they think that somehow the priest just can say some magic words to forgive you of your sins. And that's not true at all. Yeah. How does saying five Hail Marys solve any problem? It doesn't. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> Going to the confessional doesn't solve any doesn't get any sins forgiven, neither does saying any Hail Marys. So I'm glad you see that. I'm glad you see that. And and you're not going to pray to Mary or any of the saints anymore? Well, not anymore. I might have to have a talk with my old school. Yes. Good idea. That is there. 
preaching the wrong thing. That's true. That's very true. And you're going to check everything with the Bible because that's the, the, that's God's word. It's God's mm-hmm. the ultimate authority. And, and don't be like, oh, I don't like it. If it's, if it says things that like what I brought up at the beginning, don't just say, oh, that's, I can't interpret that literally. I think we're just going to accept it as what it says, because it is God's word. And that will change our opinion and help us to understand what God wants us to believe. I just think it's going to take a while. Yep. But notice how accepting that you deserved hell helped you to now understand why you needed Jesus. If you didn't accept that you deserved hell, you wouldn't have come to trust that Jesus died for you then, would you? I'm not sure. Because when you were doing that, it was confusing me. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right. Um, But but do you understand that you had to come to realize that you deserve hell in order to actually accept that Jesus paid for your sin? Yes, but not in the way that you did it because I was confused. (laughs) Because it is hard for us to come to that point to acknowledge that we are guilty and deserve hell. That's pretty hard for us usually, isn't it? Because we want to often think that we're good people, just naturally. We want to think that. That's so what? I'm supposed to think I'm a bad person? Correct. Jesus said, Really? No one, yeah, there's no one who's good but God alone. Can I be nice? Yeah, obviously. We want to act now Can nice. Can be a nice person? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we want to act as a nice person now. We want to try and act as a good person but we've just got to have a true view of ourselves that we are actually bad people because we've sinned. A good person, a truly good person is someone who would never sin ever their entire life. So a baby. Even babies do sins. It's not long before or they grow up and they do bad things. Everyone does bad things. The only person who's truly good is Jesus Christ. Because he died for our sins. Yeah, not just for that reason, but but the fact that he never sinned. He never lied, lusted, swore. He was never rude to anyone, never jealous. Can I ask you something that might make you mad? Go ahead. (laughs) I just, I've been told this by other people, and I still haven't been able to find it anywhere in the Bible. I'm pretty sure people are just being idiots. But I've heard that Jesus used to have prostitutes. That's not true. That's fake. That's That's fake. fake. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, there is no way. Like, (laughs) Jesus was single his entire life. He never married anyone. Neither did he have any sexual relationship with anyone. He was pure. He was like us in every way. It's like he was tempted. He would have faced even sexual temptation, but he didn't give into it. Right? He was perfect. And that's why he was able to die on the cross for us. If he had his own sins, he couldn't die for our sins. Because he has no sins, he could die in our place. So we get to go to heaven if our trust is in him. So you like, Uno reversed us. <laughs> Uno reversed us? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like he's our, he died in our place. So he's our substitute. Is that what you're saying? Or what? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess you'd say that's an analogy. <laughs> 
that's good good thinking yeah that's I, these are good questions i'm glad you're asking clarifying it that's good i'm also telling you right now the app that you're on currently i'm probably the best conversation you're gonna get tonight <laughs> this is a minute this is, has been a very good conversation i'm just telling you <laughs> yeah no no i appreciate it i appreciate it my name is ryan by the way i'm from australia what was your name Mm. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but yeah. No, I'm just taping it. <laughs> oh, Abby, cool. Well, nice. So good meeting you, Abby. So just remind me, Abby, if God was to ask you, why should I not send you to hell for all of your sins? What would you say to him? Because I believe. In what? Jesus dying for me. Exactly. So yeah, don't even point to, well, because I believe, I, 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 don't point to I. Point to what he's done. Jesus died for my sin. That's the reason you don't have to send me to hell. It's because I believe in that. That's true. That's true. But he's asking you, what's the reason why? It's true. You did have to believe oh, that. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. Because you said only believers go. It's true. It's true. You have to believe it to go to heaven. You're spot on about that. But don't tell him <laughs> that you believe. Tell him what you believe in. Does he speak English? Well, he'd, speak, he'd be able to speak all languages, right? I don't know. Well, he's all-powerful. An all-powerful being can understand us, and he'd be able to speak in whatever language he wants to speak in. Okay. So you can pray whatever language you use, native, your native language, you can pray in that language. God hears you. Yeah, it would be in Greek. Do you know Greek? Yes. Oh, there you go. So you can pray in Greek if you want to. No, because in the Greek Orthodox Church, you just the whole thing is in Greek. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, do you, under, like, you understand? Do I need to switch to English? Should I should I pray in English? <laughs> well, you know, English is great. Um, <laughs> you can you can do either, whichever one you feel comfortable with. God hears you anyway. But what you should do is you should even ask your priest, you can even ask people at your church what they think is the reason they'll go to heaven. Because I think sometimes, even in the... Yeah, I'm not church, ready for another hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But, like, you care about them. You know, they may be on their way to hell. Even the priest may not know the way to heaven. Isn't that concerning? Exactly. <laughs> is why we have such an important responsibility to let others know about this grand truth now can i know what your profession is so i i actually do i i do it work but i also then gives that gives me the flexibility to actually come onto amigo every day actually to go and share the gospel with people i'm and still the best conversation you're ever gonna have <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure how I'd rank all conversations, but it's been a very good conversation at, at the very least, and you've been really receptive. In fact, I'll share with you, if you use TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube, you could check out needgod.net on there. It's a, it's a username, and um, yeah, it could be encouraging some of the videos that we put up on there. Yeah, But Abby, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you today. And um, my hope is that your trust is now in Jesus and you will remain in Jesus for the rest of your life, Jesus alone. And maybe if your church 
makes you pay to go to it, maybe find a different one that is free. <laughs> Am I going to be on your TikTok? <laughs> I don't know. I chat to a lot of people, and so only a small selection of my um, chats I, I put on there, just the ones that are really encouraging for people. But, yeah. So does your church charge you to go to your church? Yeah. So maybe find a different one, if one that's free, that you don't have to actually pay to go to it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, Abby, God bless you. It's been great, wonderful, changing. I look forward to seeing you up in heaven. If you if you trust us now in Jesus, all right? Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, this great conversation there with Abby. Lord, I do pray for her i do pray that she would be trusting in the lord jesus christ alone to pay for her sin and i do pray that she would no longer um yeah, hold on to any other ideas of saving her but thank you for her willingness to process through the gospel and come to understand it for herself and we pray this in jesus name amen and you are wisdom unimagined good chat thank you guys for your encouragement there as well um yeah noah and steve and cameron ian nicholas alfie so cool it was a comment from alfie can i pray in australian <laughs> yeah any language any language even accents as well all right, that was good. That was a good turnaround. I didn't expect it to go that way. She seemed a bit resistant, like particularly going through the law. But then as we know, the God, the power of salvation is in the gospel, not in the law. The law helps to bring the knowledge of sin, but the power of God for salvation is in the gospel, and that seemed to really change her mind a bit. And, yeah, God is good. Okay. Well, what we'll do is maybe we'll just do a couple questions and then we're going to get some more chats up. We've still got a Kahoot coming up later on for today after the TikTok Live. Let's do a couple questions now.
All right, there's a question coming from Chris. Would it be necessary to tell people how they would behave after accepting Christ? Like being thankful and obeying out of thankfulness. If that doesn't need to be explained, does that not need to be explained if God gives you a new heart? Good question. I would say this. Yes, God does give you a new heart. And so God will just have that change of heart, cause them to live differently. But God also uses means to accomplish good behavior. And that is people reading their Bibles, people hearing sermons, people getting encouraged by fellow Christians to stay on the right path. And so that's why we often tell people how we want to now live out of gratitude to Christ for what he's done for us. And dragons ask this, no matter how hard I try, the tempted thoughts just don't go away. What do I do? Just keep on ignoring it. Praise God that you haven't been giving into it for the last hour. And that hour turns into six hours and then 12 hours and then a whole day you have not given into that. Praise God for that. See that that's a victory. Don't see it as, oh, I'm struggling. No, see it as a victory. You said no to it. You haven't given into it. And the battle will continue again the next day and it'll continue until the damn you die. But praise God for every time you say no to sin. Realize whenever you give in to sin, you lose the battle. Every time you say no, even if it's been only for six hours so far, you can say, yes, praise God, you've helped me fight that sin. Cameron says, to learn Australian, you only need to add the word g'day and you've got it. True, g'day, mate. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, Cameron's asked this, how come we can't test God, but God can test us? Because God doesn't need to grow, we do. When a school sets a test for the students, what's the purpose of the test? It's to grow the students. The students don't set the tests for the teacher. The teacher sets the students the test because the students need to learn and grow and pass. And so God, who knows everything, doesn't need to grow in any way. And so he sets the test for us. We don't put him to that test. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting how if yeah, if you guys came to Australia, how what what, what words would you be like? I don't understand what this person's saying. In fact, there's I'll tell you a quick story. So when when I'm on the streets and we go like on the streets Saturday and Sunday nights to share the gospel, and we often meet like international people like who are studying in Australia and things like that. And sometimes they make a comment to me after the conversation. They said, Wow, I could understand you. Usually most Australians I speak to, I have no idea what they're saying because of this, this strong accent. And so, yeah, you might find it a bit difficult when you chat to some, particularly the ones that live out in the country areas. They can have very, very strong Australian accent, slurring every word. And you're like, that didn't make any sense. Okay, um, there was a question from Frost who's asked, 
how can you explain to someone there's no such thing as an ex-Christian? What you could do is you can say someone may have claimed to be a Christian for a while and given up, but that doesn't mean they were really a Christian because a true Christian never gives up. Why? Because God gives them the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the deposit guaranteeing their eternal redemption. If someone's a true Christian, they will continue to trust in Christ. Till the end, God will sustain them. Uh, Baldo's asked the next question. What does Matthew 24, 35 mean? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. As in, whatever Jesus said will come to pass. Even if this entire universe is to implode, that'll pass away. In fact, the universe will one day pass away. There's going to be a new earth, new heavens, a new earth. But everything Jesus had to say will come to pass because he is completely trustworthy. All right, looks like it's time for more conversations. You guys excited for this? Let's do it. That's right. It is chat time. All right. Who's available to do this? I think Zach, are you there? Let's see if Zach is lurking around. I am. Oh, he is there. Hey, look at that. Cool. You keen to do some chats for us, man? Yeah. All right. Over to you. All right. Didn't expect Ryan to call me this time. I thought he called on me last time. He's been calling Harmony or something. Yeah, you Harmony. I had first so chats. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ah. here for that, so I, I didn't know. No, but yeah. It'll be great. Go, Zach. All right. All right, um, Father, I ask that you provide me with people who are willing to hear the good news um, and not, I guess, waste my time. So, yeah, I thank you for everything you've done for me today and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I got a question for you. Hey, I got a question for you. What do you think happens to us after we die? Fuck if I know. You believe there's a God? I don't know. You don't know? Why not? One way to find out, right? Well, we can look at the evidence and see that there is one. What evidence? The creation itself. You got a question for you. I got a question for you. What's up? What do you think happens to us after we die? I don't know. Do you believe there's a God? Yeah. Would you agree that God has given us laws to follow that we sometimes ignore? Tried talking to my guy before and he didn't want to chat, so Hi. I got a question for you. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Did you say you have a question for me? Yeah. What do you think happens to us after we die? 
Uh, we either go to hell or heaven. I agree. Where are you going? Sorry? Where are you going? Me? Whoever God chooses for me. It's not up to me. I'm. It's Christ that's going to judge me, but I work towards... I work towards getting into heaven. Not really uh, predetermined I'm going to heaven or I'm going to hell. See, are you Christian? Yes. I see. Well, would you agree that God has given us laws to follow that we sometimes ignore? Yes. Have you ever lied? Yes, I think everyone has. Have you ever stolen? Um, I don't think I've stolen. I mean... Like you, you can say you can say stolen. Uh, like, I mean, there. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there are minor things that could count as stealing, that you wouldn't think is stealing. Have you ever used bad language or disobeyed your parents? This isn't a confession, bro. Yeah, no, I just, I'm just going over the law real quick. Don't worry, I have a father of confession to talk about this with. <laughs> are you Catholic? No, Orthodox. Oh, I see. I see. Well, considering we've broken God's laws, would we deserve a reward or a punishment? We deserve a punishment, but through his grace, through his love, through his grace, he'll offer, he'll offer us a hand to pull us up. Every single time we fall, he'll be there to pull us back. Does that punishment sound like a place in heaven or hell? The punishment? Yeah. Punishment, well, of course, if it's a punishment, then hell, but... I don't think that I'll like like through God's grace, God's love, hell isn't the place that we'll be going. Well, I can't hear you. Something's happening with my earbud. Can you hear me? Bro, give me one second. Thank you. Still there? Okay, now I can hear you perfect. We got what we're saying. I'm Christian. I just Bible believing Christian. I can't hear you now. Bro, what's going on with my earbud dude? Are you still there? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with my earbud, dude. Sorry. Okay. What were you saying? So, so I was saying, so you believe in sola scriptura? Yeah, I believe that the, the scripture in the Bible is the highest authority, same as the apostles did. So, so yes, I agree. But do you think that there's I anything else? Agree. Okay. This is starting yeah. to bother me. Literally never. Okay, try talking again. Yep, I can hear you now. We can, but if it doesn't line up with scripture, then it shouldn't even be looked at. It shouldn't even matter. 
the interpretation. Um, I wouldn't say. Well, I would do what the apostles did and what Peter was glad that the, the church did and looked at the scriptures, examined the scriptures to see what he was saying was if what he was saying was true. All right. And so while Zach gets that taken care of, we're just going to let him enjoy that chat. And I'm just going to be able, I'm just going to share my, my chat. Unless Michelle, did you want to share your chats? I don't know if she's there. Nope. Oh, Michelle. One moment. I want to check to see what Michelle's doing. Hey, Michelle. What did I do? Okay. I got the sorted. I got the sorted. Okay. I'm going to wait a few seconds. If not, I'll just jump in the chats. But Michelle, are you there? Okay. Well, I'm going to jump into chats if she's not. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, let's jump in the round. Here we go. All right. Here we are. Just want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Dear Father in heaven, I pray for Zach's chat. I pray for everybody else's chat. May they just, the people they're talking to, may they be soft hearted and be understanding the gospel and be trusting in you. And Lord, we ask for your strength to guide us in these chats as well. May we not be puffed up, but just trying to reason with people um, for their salvation, but knowing that you are the one who authors and finishes faith. And so, yeah, we just leave this in your care. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. There we go. Hey, I have a question for you. Hey, are you able to have a chat? What? Hey, I got a question for you. Um, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? That's a good. I really don't know. Oh, okay. Would you say you believe in God? Yes. I yeah, would. me too. And so do you think God cares about how we live inside of his universe? Yes. I agree. And so based off of how you've lived so far, do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? Rewarded. Oh, okay. I would say I don't deserve to be rewarded. Have you ever lied? Yes. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Ever? Yes, but then the anger goes away. But it just... Because I can't. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Like for me as a person, I can't I can't stay mad at someone. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to say, though, is like our anger to God is actually something more than what we think it is. But I've been angry with someone at least once. And you would say you have? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And what about have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? No, I've never done that. I could probably say I've never done that. Even if it was something small like food? Oh, okay, yeah. 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 And so 
Um, if God were to judge you right now, just on these things, are you innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? Well, do those count as some of his laws? Yeah, these are, these are some of his laws that he would judge us by. And so are we innocent or Oh, guilty? then yes, I have broken, I have broken some of his laws. Yeah. And so since we've committed crimes against God, does that look like we deserve to be like rewarded or punished? Well, I guess punished now. Yeah. yeah. And so what would that punishment look like? Heaven or hell? Hell? Yeah. And so I don't think you want to go there, right? No. No. And so since you haven't died, how do you think that you can avoid going there? By start obeying his laws. Would that work in society? Let's say you do five serious crimes, but then you did five good things. Are the police going to look at your good deeds and ignore your crimes? No. No. And that's the same thing with God. He's willing to forgive us, but we can't try to like avoid our punishment by doing good deeds. That's like trying to bribe him. But what if someone would stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? If they do that, is there anything left for you to take? We we repeat it. Yeah. So if someone would like take your hell punishment for you in your place, is there anything left for you to take? Oh, they ended up disconnecting. Okay. Um, hey Zach, you want to try again? Yeah, I could try again, but I don't know if it's gonna work. It's That's alright. I'll be I'll be right here. We'll keep trying. Okay. Literally never happens. That was frustrating too. I wanted to keep going with that chat with that orthodox dude. Maybe I'll find him again. You never know. Hey, I got a question for you. Okay, okay. What the question? I can't hear you very well. Repeat the repeat. I, I can't hear you very well. It's like muffled. I can't hear that, dude. Hey, I got a question for you. What's up? What do you think happens to us after we die? We go to heaven. Or hell. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm hoping to go to heaven. Hoping to? Well, yeah. I'm assuming you believe there's a God. I do. Would you agree that God has given us laws to follow that we sometimes ignore? Yes. Have you ever lied? <laughs> A million times. Have you ever stolen? Probably when I was little. Have you ever used bad language or disobeyed your parents? Quite frequently. Me too. So if God were to judge us based off of the laws that we broke, would we be innocent or guilty? I got a question for you. Hey, 
Well, that was a true story. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm available. What do you think happens to us after we die? Ooh, have you done any drugs? I'm Why, just, does that, uh, Why does no, that matter? Because I have two explanations uh, what I think happens. But it just it's a rhetorical question just to see if I uh, could go off uh, you understanding uh, my point of view. Have you ever done any psychedelic drugs? Like once a while ago, yeah. Like what did you do? I did mushrooms. Okay, so to be quite, uh, quite frankly honest, if you don't believe that there's anything out there in the afterlife, then what I would assume death is like is basically this. Do you remember when you were born? No, no recollection no. of it, but you had that happen to you. Uh, and that was a self-conscious kind of thought. I feel like when you die, you like go to sleep unconsciously and you're gone forever and there's nothing to continue. You cease to exist and um, that's it. I mean, that that's like the reality of it mentally. But if you're talking about what I think, I don't think that. That's just what most people think. So do you believe there's a God? Um, you know, it's like I, I would like to believe there's a God. It's a comfortable thing to feel. It's not really a matter of comfort. It's a matter of, like, logic. Okay, so we're going to go logic. Then we're going to go with the first one I just said. Hmm. The first one I said is that's it. Uh, you cease to exist, um, but uh, you live on in terms of your legacy for other people. But that's about it. That's well, that's that be the reality. But if you want to, if I mean that's what I thoroughly believe is I I hope and I believe that there is something. Well, can't we I look at the things around us today and see the evidence of there being a God? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can absolutely, but we also could look at coincidence, coincidences, and like we could look at instances that we would say, "Oh, that was a correlation to the Bible and whatnot." But I feel like a lot of people in the Bible, when they wrote it, they were on shrooms themselves, and when they were seeing all these kinds of crazy uh, apparitions and these things talking to them. I mean, I've done so much shrooms that I physically fucking talked to a tree; it talked back to me. I mean, I could literally then tell you, like, imagine the internet didn't exist. I would get down a fucking notepad and I'd write down that a fucking tree had a conversation with me. And I would say that was really God because I didn't know what shrooms was when I took it. It was like an accidental thing. Um, that's also one way of looking at it. Can people who take mushrooms like prophesy something that will happen like hundreds of thousands of years later? Uh, once again, it, it goes down to coincidence um, and luck. I mean, yeah, it's possible. How's how would what do you mean coincidence? Like all of the things prophesied in the Bible from people back then, how could that all just be coincidental? Um, which one, for example? Just anyone, just any. Yeah, anyone. I mean, yeah. I want to. I want to be on the same uh, idea here. What what uh, what prophecy are you talking about? I know um, there was prophecy Jesus. Of came... Jesus, for example. Of him coming, um, and then it happening within the Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's not a really good one because if you think about it, when the Bible is written, right, it talks about in the very beginning that, you know, there will be a son that will come to earth and that, and then, yeah, that happened. But when they were writing that, they could have just added that as like the pretext. Oh, that's how Jesus came to be. I mean, I'm talking about what has been prophesied that has happened right now in our day and age that was talked about in the Bible. That's so we can correlate with that and then uh, we can dissect that. I'll just see if I can find a random one for you. Sir, I am I am very Christian. I believe in God, and I hope I hope there's a heaven. Are Christian? Yes. Okay, so you do believe there's a God? Oh, 100%. percent. I'm just saying I've done some crazy shit with shrooms at this point, and I'm kind of 
I don't know what there's out there. Um, I've, I've seen different dimensions, and I would not be surprised if there is nothing after we die. Okay, so would you agree that God has given us laws to follow that we sometimes ignore? Um, you see, that's the thing. I feel like there is a, you know, a right or wrong way of looking at the Bible, but it, there's also a very wrong way to interpret the Bible. Um, and a lot of people live the Bible by the Old Testament, which honestly, that's some bad shit, crazy stuff, because at that point, I should leave and just go beat my wife right now. Are you Muslim? Hey. Wait, you're kind of cute. You're not real. This, this is that? dumb. No, this is, this is stupid. This is actually stupid. I'm skipping this dude. <laughs> I'm not going to get trolled by this guy if he's on the stream. <laughs> wanted to have a good chat with this guy. Guess not, though. What to say about that one? Uh, Father, I come before you in prayer in regards to the guy I just talked to. I ask that you soften his heart, um, show him that he needs a savior, and uh, yeah, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Weird. All right. Hopefully somebody who won't waste my time. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Hey, I got a question Hello. for you. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. What's your question? What do you think happens to us after we die? I don't even know at this point. Do you believe there's a God? Yeah. Would you agree that God has given us lust to follow that we sometimes ignore? What? Pause the music for a minute. I want to have a. I want to have a chat. My question was: Would you agree that God has given us lust to follow that we sometimes ignore? Hey, I got a question for you. Are you able to have a, a verbal chat? I hear you clickety-clacking on the keyboard there. I just saw you on John Live. Well, that's cool. Hey, I got a question for you. So honored to be on this guy's live stream. Hey, I got a question. Oh, hey, can you oh, hear me now? Back. Yeah, my earbuds are working now. Okay, okay. Okay. Nice. So, so where were we? Um, you were talking. You, I, you were taking my confession, apparently. Uh, no, I was, just, I was just going over the law with you. I think what we were talking about is the the going off of the Bible thing. Yeah, I personally. Oh yeah. 
I if the church fathers' letters don't go off of what the Bible says and it just brings things in that aren't biblical, then I don't care for them at all. Okay, well, well, of course the church fathers base everything off of the the like the Bible, but I just want to say that what if there's something that doesn't continue in the Bible that like like for example, we believe that Lazarus Lazarus he became he became the bishop of Cyprus, okay, and the only reason we know that is through church tradition. Well, I just wouldn't trust a man's continuation of something that scripture didn't finish. But it's not just a man. He's a man that's proved himself to be connected to the apostles. And at the same time, like, it's not just a man. Like, this was this continuation was done by, by St. Peter and Paul. They were the ones who ordained Lazarus to become the bishop of Cyprus. Is this in the Bible? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, do you, would you believe it if it is a continuation on what of tradition? Probably not if it's not in the Bible, no. Because I feel like the Bible okay. is complete. It's perfect. It's got everything it needs. What about apostolic succession? What do you mean? Like praying to saints? Apostolic succession. Like that the church has to be started by an apostle and it has to be uh, succeeded by a teacher of the of that apostle. And then a teacher of that person and so on and so forth. I mean like a disciple. Sorry. What do you mean like succeeded? Like. Like like the Pope, the first Pope of our church, the Coptic Church, for example, is St. Mark. Okay. After St. Mark, the next Pope was a disciple of St. Mark, and the next Pope is a disciple of that person. Do you believe that that's how a Pope should be? Do you, do you believe that that's how a church should have been started by an apostle? Or do you think that it doesn't matter? I think it was started by an apostle, but I don't like the Pope, for example. I don't think the Pope is any sort of authority at all. Okay, now, now, now that's leaning into Catholicism a little bit. So, what we believe is that all bishops are equal, and the Pope is just another, another bishop. Where if we look at the the councils, he uh, of Nicaea, Constantinople, so on and so forth, the Pope didn't have authority every, over everyone else. He just was first among equals, the first to speak. Like even even church fathers, like if they're not telling me what the bible says and what lines up with the bible then i don't want to hear what they have to say like for example if they tell me that i need to do works to maintain my salvation then i don't want to hear what they have to say because that's not the case no no the doing works that's that's biblical yeah you're saved by grace through faith not by works works are a reflection i'll of your tell you faith. something i'll tell you no no through 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 faith and works now what is faith without works uh, that's a question i'm going to ask you what if you John are chapter, baptized james chapter two is about Re like reflecting your faith by your works, showing man your works, reflecting your faith. Okay, but how can I'll, I'll ask you a question? How can you live a life? Okay, what if you just got baptized? You believe in Christ, but you spend your whole life in sin. Are you still going to heaven? If you 100% trust that Jesus died, taking 100% of your hell punishment, and you're trusting in only that to get you into well, what's heaven, the yes. point? Then what's the point? What's the point of living your life? What's what you the point? Like, like you're, you're, you're you, no works. No, a true, a true Christian will have works, but those works will play no part in salvation at all. Okay, wait, I have a, I have a verse here. <clears throat> One second. Let me just pull it up. It says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also... Faith by itself, 
if it does not have works, is dead. Yeah, they will know us by our fruit. Sorry? Like a real Christian isn't just going to go on and live a sinful lifestyle. They will have works, but those works, once again, will have no part in their salvation. Because if our works played any part in our salvation, that's basically us saying, what Jesus did for me wasn't enough, so I need to do my part. Mm, I'm, I'm, that's, that's, that's where you're wrong, because like faith without works is dead. That's and true, it's, yeah. even James said it. So, so how can a person believe in Christ but live their life in sin and expect to go to heaven? How can someone be so sinful and expect to go live with, with God? Well, we all sin, even if you, you sin. Yes, you're I right. We, we, we all sin. Every sin yeah. we do is willful. Yes, we all sin. But if we don't turn to God, if we don't repent, if we don't confess and then turn back to God and work on our sins and become better, then what's our? Then what's the point? What's the point? How are we getting into heaven if, if we have no works, if we can't be like God because Christ told us to be like Christ, told us to be like him. So mm -hmm. how can we how can we act so sinful and expect to live with the one that's so perfect? Well, the verse you brought up isn't talking about salvation. It's for justification. Just, justifying yourself in front of men. It's, it's talking about the... It's, yeah, it's saying that faith without works is dead. That, that yeah, there's no and I agree. I agree, but I, nowhere in that verse does it say your your works will play a part in your salvation. Um, like the verse I sent, you are saved by grace through faith, not a result of works. Okay, okay, and now now I'll tell you something. Faith. So so if you have faith in Christ, okay, that's mm -hmm. that's the first step. You're right. Okay, you, works you have will faith follow. in Christ, but but how are you going to live with the one that's so perfect? When you're so sinful. Like, that's what I'm saying, that... Here, I have a verse here. One second. We're all sinful, though. Yeah. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Yep. So go back here. I have that verse right here, actually. So when he says, what are they saying to him? They're saying, Lord, Lord, we did this, we did that, we did this, we did that. Look at what we did. Look at what we did. But in reality, look what Jesus said to them. I never knew you, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. Yeah, you worker of lawlessness. Because yeah, he's saying, even though they have faith, they don't have works. They're literally bragging. They're literally using their works. They're saying, "Lord, look what we did. Look at the works we did." They're not being justified by their works, right there. That's why Jesus said, "I never knew you depart from me." Okay, I guess the the how we how we look at the verse is different. But I'm just reading for like when they will say to him, "Lord, Lord, did we not do all of these works? Look at look at everything we did." And then he said, "I never knew you depart from me." Uh, honestly, I I see it as, Lord, we we. Um... We did. We we prophesied in thy name. We did, we did all these amazing things, okay. But still, we were like, why are we not accept? Like like, and then he doesn't accept them because they're, they're of their sins. I just mean that, like, how can one believe in in Christ and and expect to be with Christ if they're not like Christ? 
well, we strive to be like Christ every day, but we never will be exactly like Christ because we're sinful. We're sinful humans. Yes, we're not exactly. We never, but, but we never will be. But if a person lives their whole life in sin, how are, how are they expected to enter into heaven with the ones that worked towards perfection with Christ? Because Jesus paid for 100% of their sins on the cross. That's why. We all sin. We've all broken God's law. We all deserve hell. But through what Jesus did, we can go to heaven. Even even if a person drinks every day, has has premarital sex every day, all these things, that's fine. He can still go to heaven. I would just have to question if that guy has true faith. So you be, so you believe that that having faith is what takes you away from these things? What do you mean takes you away from these things? Like having so, faith so you having faith in Christ is what takes you away from these lawless works? Yeah, because like that's the only thing that can save you grace through faith. Abraham so believe, was Abraham justified through faith. What do you mean? Like doesn't isn't I don't know one of the verse off the top of my head where it talks about how Abraham was justified by his faith. He was made right through his faith. He was made righteous. Well, we can look we can look at David. David spent his whole life in repentance. I still stand by my, like you are saved by grace through, and that works that played no part in our salvation. Because if works played a part in our salvation, then Jesus didn't have to die for us. Like look at Hebrews. Uh, okay, okay. Look at look at uh, one Corinthians six to nine. Now know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. So what what do you say of that verse? That verse is a good verse to use to show people that sin deserves hell. No, he says he says very clearly that these things will not enter into the kingdom. Yeah, and we've done those things, so are we not getting into the kingdom? Now, now, if we repent and confess, yes, we will. But if we stay by these and live our life in that, then no, we will not. What's the point of an adulterer entering heaven? What's the point of a drunkard entering heaven that's that defeats the purpose of of heaven where everyone can enter just believing in christ is what enters or brings you into heaven doesn't make sense because the point of heaven is for the the ones who are his chosen ones the ones that are christ-like to enter into heaven to be with god but what's the point of someone that's sinful entering like someone that's fully sinful that s spends their life in sin won't that just cause another Paul, like how Satan fell, was because he's full of pride. We work towards becoming perfect, perfect in 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 Christ, so that we don't fall in the same in the same hole as as Satan. Because Satan fell, knowing the full glory of God, he still fell. You know, we don't. We will be in heaven knowing the full glory of of God and fully sinful. That doesn't make sense. You got to work towards heaven. Heaven is like. Christ died for our sins so that we are able to be forgiven. We go and confess these sins, and these sins are taken up on the cross as soon as we confess them. I don't know where you got that from. Uh, like confessing doesn't pay for our sins at all. Yes, it is. Confessing um, when Christ said, receive ye the Holy Spirit, those sins you forgive are forgiven, and those sins you remit are remit. Uh, that he, he that was him ordaining his apostles as bishops to accept confession. How could the apostles get the power to forgive sins? How could the apostles get the power to forgive sins? Isn't God the only one that can forgive sins? Yeah, what verses to say the apostles have authority to forgive sins? 
Christ said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit, those sins you forgive are forgiven, and those are which you remit are remit unto unto you. I can't get you the exact verse. Um because man can't forgive someone, another man's sins, especially if that man himself is a sinner. That doesn't make any sense. John twenty twenty two. Uh John twenty twenty two to twenty sorry, one second. Twenty two to twenty three. That well, he, he clearly says to his apostles, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Those sins you forgive are forgiven, and those you retain are retained. He he didn't he didn't say you guys can't forgive sins. No, he literally told them that you can forgive sins. Is he like what do you mean? Do you mean like he like if somebody does one of like if somebody did something wrong and sinful to the apostles? Are you sure that doesn't mean that they should forgive them? Like I don't I don't really no, understand. No 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 no. Receive ye the Holy Spirit. So sins, he's he's giving the power to forgive sins. If like, like which is what we believe is confession, which is given to our bishops and our priests today, which is the power to forgive sins on earth. So you're telling me a priest in the church can forgive me of my sins, and yes, after confession, he gives the absolution. So if I that, confess my sins before I die to a man in a box, I will go to heaven when I die. Uh, well, we don't believe in the man in the box. We talk to a priest face to face, and we confess to him our our sins, and he gives us the absolution, which is forgiveness of our sins. Does he okay? confess his sins to himself? No, he confesses sins to another priest or a bishop. I see. Well, if God were to ask you why should I let you into heaven, what would you say? Again, it's it's by His grace that He allows me into heaven. It's not by my own. I can't do anything to convince him it's what what i do today what i do for the rest of my life that will convince him if, if i'm in heaven it's too late if i'm i mean if i'm sorry if i'm in front of god it's too late there's nothing i can do it's god's choice now there's, no matter what i say there's nothing that can change god's decision my life's too late now what if god asked me right now while i'm on earth what i can do to get into heaven i'll say live a godly life in him whatever sins i commit i confess and repent and I keep up a prayer rule. I pray every single day consistently because consistent prayer is, is important. If you consistently pray, become a habit, then you'll you'll always remember God. And then the arrow prayers are very important. Arrow prayers are quick prayers, like the Jesus prayer. My Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Okay, that's a prayer that can be said every single day, 50 times a day. There are monks that say it a thousand times a day. You know, it's a very simple prayer that rem re that reminds you of God in your life. You know, these things are important. These things remind you of God. If God doesn't... All right, now I'm going to let Mr. Zach finish off that chat he's having. And I'm going to say a big welcome um, from from Ryan, <laughs> but welcome to those who are in the YouTube live, especially, particularly if you've come over from our TikTok live, I want to give you a special welcome too. So great to have you here. We are going to get into answering any questions that you guys might have about God, faith, or the Bible. Please put your questions in the chat now if you've got any, and please only put it there once. Once is enough because our mods will see it and bring it to the question list, which is what I'm going to work through one by one. And I want to see who got here first. It was a competition to see who can got here first. Let's have a look. All right, Evan. Well done. Evan got first. <laughs> they actually wrote Romania, which is close to Romans. Uh, Michael, we got Doug, we got Phyllis, Void, Lydia, Undisplayed, Samuel. 
Uh, we got Rut, we got Misad, um, Amethyst, Daniel. Awesome. Good to see you guys getting that keyword in. A bunch of others, you've said it as well. Good to have you here. If you're new, please hit that subscribe button. That will enable the chat so you can type your questions in. It's time to get into your questions. Here we go. First question came in from Void. Can God the Father weep? Can God the Father weep? It speaks about in the Bible how people's sin grieved God, even regretted making them. So we're not sure if that's necessarily like weeping, but it's at least showing disapproval of the wicked actions that people have done. Now we do see Jesus, who is God, fully God, fully man, he did weep. Remember at Lazarus's tomb, the shortest verse in the entire Bible. Anyone know what it is? The shortest verse in the entire Bible? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the entire Bible. All right, Esmaili, that's it, that's John eleven thirty-five. Esmaili's asked the next question. Is pretending to be Jesus a sin? If you're acting, then that may be okay. Like and people understand that this is like a play you're you're acting in, that's okay. But if you're not in a play, you're just actually trying to say as if you are really Jesus, then yes, that would be a sin. This one from Pola. Is being Catholic a sin? You may have been raised in a Catholic family. You may may go to a Catholic church even. That's not what's sinful. There may be people who go to a Catholic church who truly trust in Jesus to pay for their sin, and they'll be going to heaven. Because what gets you to heaven is not what church you go to or... Who your, who your parents are, or anything like that. What gets you to heaven is whether you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for all of your sins, and trust in that alone to save you. Don't trust in your confirmation, your baptism, your sacraments. If you trust in those things to get you to heaven, then you're only trusting 50% in Jesus, and you're trusting the remaining 50% in yourself. You cannot trust in two things to save you, Jesus plus sacraments. It must be Jesus' sacrifice alone that you rely upon to get you to heaven. So believe that. And if you do believe that, you're a Christian, which is good because the disciples were called Christians. And so that's what we should label ourselves. It's just a Christian. Okay, this one from Amethyst. How do you know if you're truly, truly saved? Mm, that's a great question. You can know what you're relying upon to get you into heaven. I can't know for certain what you're relying upon. You may be able to tell me, oh yeah, I'm, I'm trusting in Jesus, but you know deep down whether you're lying about that or whether you are actually believing in Jesus. Now the proof that you are will be that you'll be 100% certain you're going to heaven. If you're anything under 100% certain to go, that you're going to heaven, then you mustn't think that it's fully Jesus getting you to heaven. You must think it's partly your works, and so therefore you're not truly saved. Thirdly, your lifestyle will begin to change if you do trust in Christ. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. No, no Christian is. But you will begin to walk in holiness. You'll begin to fight sin better and to live in a life that pleases the Lord. How do I know I'm saved? Because I know that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I'm trusting in that alone to get me to heaven. 
That's how I know I'm saved. And that's how you can know you're saved if you're believing that as well and not in your good works to save you. All right, this one from Evan. Hey, I'm going on a mission trip to Romania soon, and I took your advice on the photo. Is there a verse you'd like to share with them? They have the ages between 7 to 15. Ah, oh, very cool. That's good on you. I'm glad you're able to go on a mission trip. What verse would you like to share with them? I would probably like to share with them Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. That's the verse I'd share with them. It's for by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. The reason why I share this one is because it's such a good summary on how we're saved. Many people think it's by faith plus works, faith plus asking forgiveness, or faith plus doing good deeds. When Paul makes very clear, we're saved by grace through faith, not your own doing, not any of your works, not your sacraments, not your confirmation, not your baptism. It's a gift so that no one may boast. <laughs> Glenn says I should sing it. It's true. It's true. I have to get the guitar. Maybe I'll sing it in a moment. Let's go do next question, though, from Player. Does faith plus works equal salvation? Well, we just, we just had a look at that verse. It didn't say, for by grace you have been saved through faith plus works. It says, by grace through faith, not of works. So it says, not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Yeah, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And another good verse that shows that's not by works is this. You know how it says we're saved by grace? Grace means unmerited favor. It says here, but if, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. If I offered you a free gift, but I insisted that you paid for it, is that a free gift? Very far from being a free gift if you had to pay for it or work for it. And that's why heaven being a free gift, you don't work for it. So what's James 2 saying then, you might be asking? James 2 is simply saying, if you have true faith, it results in doing good deeds. Not that the good deeds save you, but it's just an evidence of the faith you have. That's what James is saying. It's not saying good works get you to heaven. Next question came in from Seek. How did the devil go from heaven to hell if you can't do bad things in heaven? The reason why we won't be able to do bad things in heaven is because we've been promised eternal life, but the devil hasn't. He hasn't. He was in heaven, but there must have been some sort of opportunity for him to rebel seems that he got prideful, wanted to overthrow God, so he got kicked out of heaven. But in heaven, God will ensure that there's no temptation to sin and will have no desire to sin because God would have transformed us and made us holy. Undisplayed has got the next question. Is drinking alcohol a sin or is it drunkenness that is a sin? Does it depend on people's convictions? The Bible never says that drinking alcohol is like a sin in and of itself. Now, it could become a sin if you think it's wrong in your mind to drink it and you do go ahead and drink it. You've sinned because you've violated your conscience. But in and of itself, the Bible does not forbid drinking alcohol. 
as long as you're the legal age, you're not breaking the government's laws in that because you have to obey the governing authorities. But it does say getting drunk is a sin. It says do not get drunk with wine because that leads to debauchery. And so it's not a good thing at all. All right, this one from Grace, who's asked, what's the name of the duck with the hat? <laughs> His name's Perry. He's not a duck, though. His name is Perry the platypus. He's a platypus, so he's from Australia. You know, I connected to someone on Amigo earlier on today. It wasn't while I was on stream. It was in the first hour. And the guy I connected to literally sung the whole Perry the platypus song for me. <laughs> he knows it more than I do. I've never actually watched a full episode, but um, but yes, Perry is my sidekick. He joins me on Amigo. He's pretty cool, and I think he's Aussie. This one from Chris: What happened to people who sinned before Jesus? They either went to hell or heaven, depending on if they had faith in the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. Whether they believed that he was going to die for them, God had announced that through prophets. So if they believe that promise that those prophets had mentioned, they would be saved. If they didn't believe it, they were not saved. Samuel has asked the next question. Why does John say we need confession to be forgiven for our sins? John doesn't say that we need confession to be forgiven of our sins. I think the verse you're asking about is the verse that talks about if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If not, they're not forgiven. He simply, he's not giving the right to the apostles to somehow have inherent power to be able to forgive sins because of their own merits. Instead, what it is, he's simply saying, you've got the gospel, the gospel which is the power of God for salvation. Whenever you proclaim that to somebody and they come to believe, you can say, look, if you are believing, your sins are forgiven. And on the other hand, if they don't come to believe, you can say, look, if you're not believing, your sins are not forgiven. That's what it's talking about. It's not talking about establishing a confessional. In fact, if you read the rest of the New Testament, even read the book of Acts, you never see any sort of concept of a confessional. You have to go to a priest to try and confess your sins and get them forgiven. Never, not even once, is that ever described in the book of Acts, which describes the practices of the early church. Because doesn't Christ pay for our sin? I'll show you a verse in the Bible. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Notice that it doesn't say, but if, you, but if anyone does sin, make sure you go down to the priest and make sure you confess it. That says if you, have, if you do sin, you've got an advocate. And that's Jesus Christ, not a priest. What does Jesus Christ do? He's already interceded on your behalf in paying for your sins, which it goes on in the next verse to say. The next verse says this. He is the propitiation for our sins. What propitiation means is wrath-absorbing sacrifice. All right, Doug has got the next question. Can I still be a thief and love Jesus and go to heaven? If you love Jesus, wouldn't you want to do what Jesus says you should do? And he tells you not to steal. Now it's true, Christians still sin. We're not perfect people this side of heaven, but we're slowly getting better and we're fighting our sin and we don't want to sin. We hate sinning rather than love sinning. 
So if someone has the attitude, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I can just do whatever I want now. I'm going to do all the sins I want. They're not believing in Jesus. They're faking it. That Because their attitude is showing one of hatred towards Jesus, not love towards him, and therefore not faith in him. But if you do have faith in Jesus, you'll love him, and that'll make you want to start living better out of gratitude to him for what he's done for you. Laura has asked, why did Jesus die on the cross for our sins? And how did he do that? Jesus knew, and God knew, that his justice must be satisfied somehow for our sins. Just like it would be wrong for a judge in a court of law to let a criminal go free without punishment and just let all the criminals go free, that would be a bad judge. He's not upholding justice. God's never going to be a bad judge. So if people break his law, his justice must be satisfied somehow. It's either going to be by the person getting their own punishment in hell forever, or it can be upon Jesus on the cross. So that's what it is. Either you in hell or Jesus on the cross. Either you in hell for your own sins, or Jesus can take it for you on the cross. And that's where he bears the punishment in your place. Lydia has asked, is giving somebody the silent treatment a sin? I would say, yes, it is. If you're giving someone the silent treatment, you're not showing them perfect courtesy as God commands you to in Titus chapter 3, verse 2. Therefore, you're sinning against God. So don't be giving people the silent treatment. Don't be being rude and disrespectful like that. Instead, show perfect courtesy towards all people. And don't be holding grudges. Bible says forgive. Don't be holding a grudge. Josh has asked this. Do you agree with Markin Priority, who wrote, who most likely wrote the Gospels? All right, so what, Mar what Joshua is asking there is, did Mark write first his Gospel? I would say I have no problem with affirming that Mark wrote his Gospel first. But even I was reading Luke again this morning and even reading kind of a commentary introduction to it. Even Luke's gospel, they estimate, was written like about 60 to 61 AD. So that's within 30 or 31 years. In fact, even less than 31, 30 years of the crucifixion of Jesus. And so they're all written very early. The only one that was written a bit later on still within the first century, was John. John was the latest gospel. And he got the benefit of being able to know what was in the other gospels so that he could write things that they didn't have. But all four of them are accurate. Matthew wrote Matthew, Mark wrote Mark, Luke wrote Luke, and John wrote John. There's no reason to think otherwise than that. Jimmy has asked, my family aren't Christians, so will they go to hell? Good question. John chapter 3, verse uh, 18 and 19 says this. Actually, let's go to verse 18. I'll put it on the screen for you guys. Whoever believes in him, that is Jesus, is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. So this is Jesus' words right here. He answered your question. If they don't believe in Christ, they end up in hell. So what can you do about it? 
Faith comes by hearing. So go and share that message of the gospel with them so they can come to believe and so they don't have to go to hell. Uh, Richard has asked this, what is the point in the beginning of Genesis of going over all the different sons and their ages? To show the historicity of the Bible. I remember there was a missionary who went to a place in the world, some tribe, and he goes and preaches the message of Christianity there, the gospel, but they weren't very receptive at all. They weren't willing to hear it. But what they did is that they, they did read some of the Bible. They weren't convinced of it until they came to a certain part of the Bible, which had the genealogies. Who was the father of who? Who was the father of who? Who was the father of who? And from that, they said, we now know this is true. This is the word of God. This is 100% true because they can back it up. You're not going to bother to write a genealogy if it's all just fake and you can't verify it. This is a genealogy which you can verify. You can know how old these people lived, who their fathers were, all that kind of stuff. It shows the Bible is not a made-up book, but one that accurately records history. Josh has asked this, hey, what's your personal testimony? Were you raised a Christian? I did grow up in a Christian home, but no one is ever born a Christian. A Christian is only someone who comes to, when you're only a Christian from the time you come to trust in what Christ did for you. And so I personally became a Christian about the age of 15. That's when I started reading through the New Testament for myself. I saw how reliable and true it was. And that's when I saw my sin and I placed my trust in what Christ had done for me. That's just a very brief um, overview of my testimony. Aaron has asked this, do you get blessed from doing good works? Yes. But that could be mainly in heaven or it could also sometimes be here. God can bless you for any, any reason here on this earth. Good works may be a reason he does. But in heaven, definitely, you will receive treasure in heaven for any good works you've done for God here. Now, you don't go to heaven by doing good works. We're not saved by any works. But still, your good works you do as a Christian are useful. They help other people out, but also God rewards you in heaven with roles or responsibilities there for what it, based on whatever you've done for him here. Michael has asked, Is it a sin if you've been with your spouse for 32 years? but you haven't been married. Is that called adultery? Yes, and you're interesting. You called her your spouse, but a spouse is only someone that you're married to. So she's not your spouse. Um, she would be just a partner of some sort, but it is adultery or it's fornication at the very least, if, which is sexual immorality, if you're not married to her. Sex can only happen in the context of marriage. This one from Rutt, why and how does everyone have different convictions, personal convictions, on the same matter? So I think you must be asking about, like, why some people might say this about the Bible or some other people might say something else about it. They both can't be true at the same time if they're saying contradictory things to each other. And the reason usually is because one of them isn't really holding to what the Bible has to say. I'll give you an example. When I chat to some Roman Catholics about the gospel, sometimes they'll be like, no, 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 I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that. And I'll say, why? 
And ultimately what it comes down to is because their trust is not in the Bible as the source of authority of what is true, but in something else, maybe just tradition, what people have said, what a pope has said. And so that is why we shouldn't put a pope, tradition, or anything above Scripture. Scripture is the ultimate thing we test everything by. And when you come to the Bible, not with, I'm going to try and just put my own meaning into the text. Don't come to the Bible with that. Then you're going to misread it. You come to the Bible to get out of the text what it's saying. Try and understand what it's saying. Don't put your own meaning into the text when it's not even there in the first place. And when you do that, you'll see consistency in terms of all the essentials, how we're saved by grace through faith, the Trinity, all those sort of things very clearly taught in the Bible. And Paola is asked, is transformation proof of trust in Jesus? That would be a secondary and much less important test of whether you are saved or not. The primary ground of your assurance is not your changed lifestyle. It's the work of Christ on the cross and whether you believe that. Lillian's asked, why do I feel alone when I'm being faithful to God? Be encouraged. In Matthew 28, verse 20, this is the Great Commission. Jesus says, after he says, go and make disciples, he says, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So you're never alone. You're never alone. Now, you may have the world hate you, mock you because you're a Christian, exclude you from certain things, but be encouraged. They did that to Jesus Christ too. And so you're simply following in the footsteps of your master. And know that if God is with you, are you ever alone? The Bible says, if God is for us, who could be against us? Right? And so keep your eyes fixed on heaven. And that is how you'll be encouraged. See what really matters. Having God's approval matters more than having any kind of man's approval. And also, Michael's got one more question. Um, from His question is this. What is your opinion on modern Bibles removing verses? Because he says almost all modern ver Bibles have Matthew 17, 21 missing. Good question. You know why, Michael? Because verse numbers were not in the original Bible. Did you know that? Chapter numbers and verse numbers were not in the original Bible. They were added in, in the Middle Ages. Now, they're not a bad addition to the Bible. It's helpful to know, like John 3.16 says that. It's helpful to have the numbers, like 3.16, as a way of referencing. But just know that's not original. And so whoever added in those um, chapter and verse numbers, the manuscripts that they were relying upon, had some extra verses into it or extra sentences that he made a verse out of. But now that we've discovered many earlier manuscripts of the Bible in the original languages, we can now see that some of those additions that are, for example, in the King James translation, we, we realize they're not in the earliest Greek or Hebrew manuscripts. And so therefore, we now realize that they're not there in the original, so they, they shouldn't be included in our modern translation if they're not there in the earliest manuscripts. So it shows the reliability of the Bible because we have 5,600 Greek manuscripts that we can compare with to see what the original had to say.
So remember, the standard is not the King James. The standard is the Hebrew and Greek manuscripts. And the earlier ones are going to be more reliable because they're earlier to, closer to the time that the book was originally written. Okay, and, and um, actually, there's a also a related question um, from Mike. My friend believes that the Bible does not condemn the sin of homosexuality due to a mistranslation of the word, which means boy rather than man. So how can I help them with this confusion? What you can do is you can say, no, the word doesn't mean boy. It's You're quoting from Leviticus, a man shall not lie with a man as as they lie with a woman. It's very clear. And that's why any modern translation will have it accurately as man and man and not talking, it's not talking about pedophilia, it's talking about homosexuality. I'd say that initially. But one that you're going to help, probably help him better with, is pointing out that we don't even follow the Old Testament laws anyway as Christians. They're the laws for Israel. The laws we are to follow, the ones in the New Testament. Now, does the New Testament ever forbid homosexuality? Of course it does. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, which says this. Do you not know the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, and it goes on to say, will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, first of all, homosexuality is included under two things here. Firstly, sexual immorality already includes homosexuality. Sexually immoral basically is anyone who has any sex outside of marriage between a husband and a wife. So that that forbids then fornications, sex before marriage, but also forbids lusting and also forbids homosexuality, even just in that term. But it actually goes on to explicitly mention men who practice homosexuality, and it describes both the pa passive and active partners in a homosexual relationship. And it describes in the next verse nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. But you might say, but aren't I a thief? Haven't we all stolen at some stage or been greedy in our life? Yes. So the Bible doesn't present homosexuality as a sin that's unforgivable. It's a sin that will send you to hell just like all these other ones will. I read the next verse, verse 11. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So you can be forgiven, just like a homosexual can be forgiven, no matter what you might have done, if you come to trust in Jesus Christ that he died for all of your sins. And therefore, you want to live differently from that point on. Yeah. Good. And um, also, Mexican asks, what translation is accurate, most accurate but still understandable. I like the ESV translation just because it finds a good balance between readability but still very accurate. When I was at university, uh, I studied both Hebrew and Greek, which are the original languages of the Bible, and I found that the, the English translation that most resonated with the literal Greek translation or literal Greek text, and then when you translate to English, was the ESV, and that's why I've made that my personal preference of reading that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, one more question from Aiden. Does the Bible say if we have multiple lives or not? It actually says we don't have multiple lives. You only live once, and then there's the afterlife, heaven or hell. Hebrews 9.27 says, 
it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. You don't live five times on this earth, come back as another animal, as a human. No, you live once on this earth, and then comes the judgment. And on judgment day, you either go to heaven or you go to hell. Great questions you guys have been asking. Now, remember, we stream every day, so anytime we are live, feel free to put any more questions you have in our in the chat, and we can answer it. Um, and we're going to do a Bible trivia kahoot with you guys in just a moment. Just a moment. Alfie says, I'm sure Ryan has said one more question like five times now. <laughs> Thanks, Alfie. Appreciate that, man. All right. What we'll do, let's do the Bible trivia now. And by the way, if you guys haven't joined our Discord, please do join it. The invite link should be in the chat probably right about now. It's time to get into some trivia. Okay, now, Glenn, are you our game host today? Awesome, cool. Well, uh, Glenn is going to be hosting that for us right now. And I would love for all you guys, this is a personal invite for you to join our Bible trivia. We're going to ask you 10 questions. It'll be a bit of fun testing your knowledge about Scripture. Glenn is going to give you a game code so you can participate in this. And he'll put that into the chat in just a moment. Nice. And with this, the quicker you answer the question, the more points you get. Does that sound like a plan? So the quicker you answer, the more points you get. It's a bit of a competition between each other. But even if you don't come first, it's okay. You'll have some fun in the process. Yeah, okay. Nice. Now, yep, cool, Glenn shared it. There we go. All right, do you want to unmute for us, Glenn? Click the classic mode. All right, folks. The code is... The code is 39307470. How do I put there? Copy. Paste. Welcome, Chacha and Elfie. And Bikira taking a rest day, Ryan. All those questions to answer. <laughs> you need a drink, man. Sure enough. All right. Hey, Kate, welcome. Love God, Senor Juan. Whoa, over. Whoa, it's popping all over the place. Why is that? A Angel's here. Zoomy Zoom Zoom is here. Uh, do you love Jesus? Glenn is cool. I don't know about that. Sav is here. Love God. Saru. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Oh, we got 19 so far. That's We've passed 16. That was a good power of two now. We need to get to 32. Mystery Man, welcome. Henry, hola, amigo. All right. 19 actually sounds like a good number, even though it's not a power of two. Have another five seconds. Oh, mini me, 20. I'll give it another. Oh, 
Missy L is here, 21. Oh, Quendale Dingle is here. Welcome, 22. Her many joys made it. Well, that's great. And it's an odd number. Oh, one more. Highest climber, you made it in. <laughs> and if you are late, you can always join late. So here we go. Three, two, one. Who was the father of Cain and Abel? Was it Jonah, Adam, Abraham, or Noah? <laughs> I'm watching the GIF and I'm like, what's it got to do with Cain and Abel? But I guess they look like brothers. So, yeah. Well done. 17 of you got Adam and that was the right answer. So let's see the scoreboard. Hey, Glenn is cool, is on first place. Well done. Cha-cha is second. Zoomy Zoom Zoom is third. Henry is fourth. And Quindale Dingle is fifth. Well done. Next question. The book of Romans comes after which book in the Bible? Is it John, Acts, Revelation, or 1 Corinthians? I'm trying to trying to find the relevance of the gorilla in the picture, but which book of book of Romans comes after which book in the Bible? Indeed, it is. It comes after Acts, and so well done to seventeen of you again who got that right. Oh, we've had a shuffle up. Henry's in first. Zoomy Zoom Zoom is second. Gwendale Dingle is third. Mystery Man is fourth, and Joshua is fifth. Well done, Harmony. You have come up six places. You're the highest climber. Well done. True or false? The Holy of Holies in the temple was a perfect circle. Oh, that's a good question. Is that true or false? The answer is false. It was not a triangle. It would have been some kind of rectangle. I suspect so no glenn it wouldn't have been a rectangle i mean if you look at the dimensions it was actually a perfect cube same Ooh. height length width all of it perfect cube and therefore cool. what else is described as a perfect cubed in the book of revelation the new jerusalem there you go by the way did you know a rectangle was a square the same thing <laughs> So when you're looking down on the Holy Holies, it is a rectangle of some kind. <laughs> but cool, a cube is the Holy of Holies. It's not a circle. It's not a It's not a globe. It's a cube. All right, zoomy, zoom, zoom. Well done, you're in first. Mystery Man is second. Highest Climber is third. Speed Racer, hey, you got the fire. You are fourth and Sav is fifth. Let's go to the next question. Type an answer. Apart. From Jesus, name another title name Jesus is referred to. Hmm. Got 25 seconds. I actually don't understand the question upon Jesus. So give give another title that is in reference of Jesus. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Go 
Let's see. Oh, no. I don't want to get any of these wrong. So, review answers. Son of God. Ryan, can you just help me? Son of God. Yeah, they're all the correct ones already. So oh, they're correct ones. Emmanuel? Yep. God with us? Yep. Uh, he was the Messiah? You sure? Are you going to allow that one? Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he was Lord? Yep. He's the Lamb of God? Kishia? Oh, I'm not sure what that one is. The Messiah? Savior? Definitely not Allah. Yahweh? Yep. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I'd accept that. Son of Man? Yep. The Door? Yahweh? Yeshua? Israel? Son of God, yo. <laughs> Beck said yesterday, I want to know who says the yo at the end. I don't know. Christ? Yeah. Okay. Are you happy with all those? Okay. Good. Well done, yo. It was the son of God, yo. So let's see the scoreboard. Oh, we had a little bit of shift. Zoomy, zoom, zoom. Solon first. Mystery Man second. Highest Climber is third. Speedy Racer is fourth. And Henry is in fifth. And well done, love God. You are the highest climber. We are now coming into the halfway point. Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray, give up, make a feast, call people to join. Those combine harvester things are amazing. You think that machine is saving all those people going out with a sickle and doing it individually. All right. Yes, pray is the right answer. Let's have a look. Is there any change? Yes. Missy Ale has come into fifth spot. Well done. And Saru is the highest climber up eight places. We're now going to cross the line into the second half of the quiz. And the question is, why did God not allow King David to build the temple, but had his son do it instead? Was it because he had sinned too much? Was it because he had shed too much blood? Was it because he didn't feel like it? Or was it because he didn't have enough materials? <sighs> it's a hard one. I think I know which one I would choose. There's two answers that I would pick. Yeah, it caught some of you out. I was going to go with because he had shed too much blood. That's the precise answer. Um, and so, yeah, I can see why people went with uh, because he had sinned too much. But that wasn't the reason. Um, so well done, 15 of you. Let's see if that's shuffled up the table. Ooh. Oh, now I can't pronounce it. Quandale Dingle has <laughs> come up into fifth place. Well done. And up four places is Kate. You are the highest climber. Well done. Zoomy, zoom, zoom. You're still in first, but it's oh, you got a little, you got a couple of hundred points up there. So let's see if you can maintain it. How long did Jesus fast in the wilderness? Was it a week, three days, 40 days, or one whole entire long year? Six seconds, five, four, three, two, one. 23 answers. Oh, you got them just in time. Well done. 23 of you got it right. So I'm suspecting there won't be too much of a change here. No, but Mystery Man, 
you have the fire. You have the highest answer streak of seven. Question eight. The demons who possessed people in the time of Christ recognized who Jesus was. Is that true or false? <laughs> I love the gif. <laughs> ah, that's good. Three seconds, two, one. It's true. They indeed did recognize who Jesus was. And oh, we've had a shift. Highest climber is into first. Mystery man second. Speed racer third. Zoomy zoom zoom is fourth. And Quandale Dingle is fifth. And Henry, you're making a comeback with three in a row. Well done. Okay, we're coming into the last two questions. Question nine. What parable is this? You have 13 seconds. Let's see if I can work it out. Oh, I know which one. It was the lost sheep. Yeah. I was thinking in my head, black sheep. Hold on, no. The lost sheep. <laughs> so, scoreboard. Ooh, it's tight. Mystery man is first, but just behind his highest climber then speed racer zoomy zoom zoom and quandahel dingle uh and des loves jesus well done you're the highest climber up five places now we're into the last question i'm sure this will be a double pointer or not oh yes no it's multi-select and a double pointer Woohoo! choose all the events that take place in genesis of those choices the flood was that in genesis David defeating Goliath, Jesus walking on water, creation, Joseph being sold into slavery, and Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. Six seconds to go, and this is the final question. 20 of you have answered, 21 have answered. All right, and of those answers, it answers it was the flood creation and joseph being sold into slavery and so here's the final podium in third place well done highest climber you were in third second place quandale dingle and first place we have mystery man and Michelle, you're fourth, and Sav was fifth. Well done, y'all. Hey, well done, host Glenn. You did so well with that. Thank you for hosting, and thank you back for the Kahoot. That was great, and hopefully you guys had some fun testing your knowledge. Those Kahoots are great. You become more knowledgeable about the Bible every time you play it, don't you? As you even if you get things wrong, now you know the right answer to the, that question i now know the holy of holies is a cube <laughs> yes that's awesome we are back on tomorrow at 7 p.m eastern time 6 p.m central or 9 a.m australian eastern center time and i'm even going to say 11 a.m new zealand standard time 
<laughs> yeah, Glenn gets a mention. All right. So make sure you join us then. We're going to have more chats. We're going to have a question time segment, song of the week, Kahoot, all those sort of fun things again tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe and hit the bell. Join our Discord server if you haven't as well. Beck will probably put the link in the chat for you. And I've got an outro question for you guys. Now, yesterday I asked you what kind of snack you like whenever you're like a bit hungry, you want a snack. I'm going to ask a different question today, but it's related. And that is, when you want to drink water, what temperature do you like it to be? What temperature do you like water to be when you drink it? Let us know in the chat. Type your answer in the chat. We'll hear your answers. And we'll get the team to also give us theirs. Now, for me, I love it the coldest it can be. The coldest, even if it's a bit of ice in there, even mushed up ice. Oh, it's the best. Goodbye from Ryan. I'm like, not the opposite because it's not like I prefer hot water or something, but although I do like tea, um, no, just like room temperature water because then you can just guzzle it down and it's just good. But um, yeah, that's the best. Bye from Beck. See you later from Paul. Um, again, with you, Beck, it has to be room temperature. If it's too cold, it really hurts the teeth. Or if I've brushed my teeth, it just goes down like poison. See you from Glenn. I don't like it ice cold because that's too cold, but I don't like it lukewarm. So I just like it either cold or hot. I like, um, I have a strawberry and raspberry tea that I'm having at the moment. One spoonful of sugar. Mm, so good. Uh, goodbye from Zach. Um, I would definitely have to choose cold water. So goodbye from Andy, Michelle, and Carissa. I like drinking my water out of like these cups and filling the ice up to like right here. So I like a lot of ice. But the good thing about those is that when the ice melts, it stays cold. So. That's a plus. And we'll see you tomorrow from Crawford and Nathaniel and whoever else may have served today. I would say I'm thankful for water. I'm thankful for warm water or cold water. I, I'd prefer to not drink it hot if, you know, it's a hot day. Um, but if it's a cold day, I'd like maybe drink it hot. I don't know. But whether you drink or you eat, make sure what you're doing is you're doing it for the glory of God. See you from Tara. You warm water fan, are you Tara? Or cold water? Uh, cold. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for your answers, everyone. Looks like in the chat, maybe cold was the most popular or regular. Interesting. Hey, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Stay strong in the Lord. Stay faithful and go and serve your king. God bless.